Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, at the end of another year by my lovely, wonderful, reliable co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. Happy New Year. Goodbye, old year. Whatever the hell people do. Year-end stuff. We're a music podcast. We should do these things. And we do these things. Yes. Hell yeah. So this is our best of 2021. Uh... We do these annually and you can check out, uh, you know, the, the past episodes. There's uh, obviously 2020 and 2019. We have uh, episode links in the description. Please check those out. Those were very fun. Uh, very, very different years between all of them. Just musically, I'm looking at all the picks and it's like, there's a lot of similarities, but overall, I think the vibe of each year is so fucking different. Yes. And I feel like um, this year we had different, we have different picks. Yeah. But I think there's some over. There's still a lot of overlap. Okay, a few overlaps. But I think t- tonally and mood wise, I think we're on the exact same page. Really? Like just the mood? You mean between each other? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For just sure. Just the fucking mood we're in, which is funny because you think last year would would be the like brutal, <laughs> heavy, yes, painful. But, but this year is the angsty, moody. This is fallout. This is the result of last year. Yes. This is the music that is the result of last. Yes. For last year, hey, run the jewels. Even though it was a bitter album, yes. it's still very accessible and good for a lot of people. All them witches, rocking, yes. rocking. You can, you can, sh- you can, and will show that album to your mom. Exactly. Yeah. Have it. She liked it. <laughs> and then this, and then this year, we have just some of the most just upset, painful music Ooh. I've heard in a long time. And it is an incredible year for, for modern music, Alex. It's an yes. incredible year. Yes. I think it's a, it was a wonderful year and it came down to like four picks for me. Like that could have mm-hmm. been album of the year. Like so, so many fucking good albums. This, it was hard for me to pick one. I feel like they're all evenly matched. A, a lot or, of them. Yeah. Oh. And I, this, I made, I made a Sophie's choice and I'm just, I'm, I'm going to live with it. I'm going to live with it. I, I had to make Sophie's choices as well, but it was more because the way my, my operate is, is way more like logic driven and like, well, what yes. makes this a better album? What? And it came like, I had to remove all biases because like, they're all so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And some of them just blew me away. I'm like, what is it? Why is it? Th- why is this one not better than that one or vice versa? Uh, so- I, I went, I went opposite. I went pure, pure feeling. I pure don't, feeling. I don't even think the one I picked is like objectively like what everyone else like would consider. A, amazing writing. It just makes me feel a certain way. That's kind of, I mean, that's ultimately what it is. What it, yeah, that's, that's what ultimately it is. what it is. Like you can make a, a list of what you think the best ones are, but what your best to what you feel, baby, mm-hmm. is how you feel. So before we get into all the stuff, it's going to be a big fat old episode. It's the last one of the year. We always try to make it nice and beefy, I guess. Uh, yeah. Before getting all that support us, please. If you want to support us, please, 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 please support us. Subscribe, like, comment, share, do all the things that will let us keep be seen and continue to do this and live while we do this it's hard to live while we do this and of course you can add to, uh what's it what's it what am i all right let's check let's check patreon patreon.com slash yes. every album slash every album ever uh you get bonus episodes way way super early access to the loose ends episodes 20 percent off all merch and of course tier two gets to jump the line uh we're getting more people bribing trying to bribe us yes. i don't know if i like that because it just makes things more messy patreon That's is the way to go <laughs> if you can patreon so you don't need to know what just got cut out there right that's none of your fucking business but <laughs> patreon is a, is a good place and we have things there and you'll like it and especially if you want us to cover your favorite artist that is the way to go um 
Let's see. Let's see. I think that's uh, that playlist. Playlist. All right. I keep forgetting the playlist. Because the year-end playlists are my favorite. They're the most essential. I feel like they're the best. And if yeah. you're trying to get into more modern music, it's hard to call this modern because it's not exactly popular. It's not pop music. It's I not, mean, it's it is modern, it, but it's not what people. It's new music. It's new music. Let's just call it new music. Yes, if you want to get into new music, check out the playlist. There's gonna be a big, big old, gigantic gigantic playlist uh in the description you can find all the playlists we do for all the episodes uh, at everyalmever.com yada 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 so i suppose we could we should just jump into it let me do a quick uh, on, you want to let me do quick you want to do honorable mentions before or after first real quick you want to do it first and then you want to rock paper scissors for 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 first yeah sure okay okay honorable real mentions qu- real quick also i lied last year i was like maybe i'll do a bonus episode i will we did not do a bonus episode. I will definitely, because I I feel like I fucked up. I will definitely do a bonus episode. So honorable mentions, uh, JPEG Mafia, L- yep. LP, the offline version, Sarface, Super What, Last Time of Doom, Death Heaven, I'm sorry. I- Infinite Granite. We we have to talk a little bit about it before because okay. the fact it didn't make our list is pretty, Is that's a big, it's a big statement. Strictly for time restraints. Not for, for me. Not for my... <laughs> Uh, Turnstile, Glow On. Uh, that is a band that should be on the radio, but isn't. Turns so Turnstile that has members, the same members as like Angel Dust, right? Uh it's they start off as like hardcore punk, but they're, yeah. they're a little bit more mainstream now. I, I listened to like a couple Angel Dust records too, and like it's one of those things where I like them, mm-hmm. but I can't really. I don't love that type of thing, so it's I, hard for me to kind of. I think I like it. I think I like so it too. So that's why it's on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, St. Vincent, the Nowhere In soundtrack. I like it way better than Daddy's. Daddy's Home? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so do I. Yeah. Uh, Poppy, the NXT soundtrack. You got your fucking mind. <laughs> it's Poppy doing a soundtrack for pro wrestling. She's a fucking phony and I hate her. And then I didn't realize this album came out until it was too late. Tribulation, where the gloom becomes sound. I love Tribulation. I just found out about it before it was too late. Ah, interesting, interesting. Uh, solid. That's a, it's a massive. It just just goes, just goes to show how much we listen. Yeah, we try to like as fit as much as we can, but we have to really pick what we feel is the best. Um, my honorable mentions. Uh, and it's listen. Death Heaven is not an honorable mention because I just listened to it a lot yeah. because I hated it. I hated it. It, was, it broke my fucking heart. I loved it. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, probably not that much. Well, uh, yeah. So. When I, I obviously listen to it like the day it dropped because I, I love Dev Heaven. Yeah. And it's not that I don't really, really admire the boldness to just like, you know what? Fuck the metal part. We're yeah. just going to be a shoegaze band. Yeah. I don't really like shoegaze. Okay. And so already it was like, okay, I don't really like this type of thing, but I can be turned with, with anything, with anything mm. well written, with anything that I like, it can, I can be turned. And the first two tracks, like, you know what? This is really good. Track three is like, this is a good song, but it's getting samey. Interesting. By the, by the end of the album, like, these are all the same song. Like, Interesting. Like, I feel like you can really, this is such a, like a, an insulting thing to say, but like, mo- I feel like most of the songs can be like just interchanged riff wise. Cause they're all sappy. They're all melancholy and sappy. They all feel the same. And the reason why, I lo- one of the biggest reasons I love Death Heaven so much is because when they go full black metal, it has this really you, raw you get those peaks and valleys it's a, it's not just a peak it's it's full on despair mm-hmm. like it's just rage yeah like, like you because the, the 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 songwriting is always like has a you know shoegaziness indiness a lot of sappiness it doesn't really feel like a black metal band like the mm-hmm. way the songs are written but when it's when he's screeching at you like that you feel it so much more yeah and without that it's just a regular kind of pop band to me and i 
I thought it was really pleasant and it was just kind of like a nice comforting blanket to me. And even though it's still like depressing, yeah. but I'm like, this, this feels good. It feels I, good. I like these, it feels uh, fine. And it, that's the thing. If it were any other band, I'd be like, this is a pretty solid shoegaze record. Yeah. But knowing what they do mm-hmm. and knowing what they can do. And he, and here's another thing. The last thing, the closer Mombasa yeah. is so much the best song on the album by so much. Yeah. Cause it, it's the only song that goes kind of black metal, but it, it taking away the, the just the, the blast beats or whatever, taking away all that, it's the only song that does that really leans in to the full uh, climax. Yeah, because they it's a it's well written to begin with, but they also just let it like you know what we're gonna go hard for like three minutes just yes. straight of just pure anger and it it's gorgeous it's yeah gorgeous yeah it works even without the screaming exactly yeah, yeah. uh but with it it just it's why i love the band and then the rest of the album just really really hurt me I, i'm sorry about that mike yeah thank you it's okay it's okay i, I know other people have hurt you too but <laughs> yeah today yeah <laughs> just it happens a lot i mean me not you wasn't that was but Okay. Okay. So I got that. So, that, so your honorable mentions. Yeah, we're done talking about Def Heaven. I'm sorry, I still love the band. Uh, my honorable mentions. Uh, I didn't write them down because I'm stupid. Well, hopefully, I still remember the names. Of, you know, I'm not going to remember the names. So I'm just going to pull it up. Uh, hold on, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> uh, maybe we should leave it in. It's funny. Um, my honorable mentions. Fuck it. You know what? Uh, Angel Dust. Uh, Yak. Collection of truck songs. It just. I, I didn't hear that. It's warm. It's uh, warm and nice, and it's very poppy and in the indie. Mm-hmm. And like again, it's not my or alternative or whatever. But it's not really my my brand of things. But mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't dislike it. Uh, it just felt nice. Uh, Tonic and Mobility by Tomahawk. I'm a huge Mike Patton fan, as we both are a big Tomahawk fan, because, yep. you know, Dwayne Dennis from, G- from the Jeez Lizard is like the, the main songwriter there. That's the uh, second year in a row a Mike Patton project didn't make, didn't the, make cut. the cut. Yeah, last last year's Mr. Bungle, which yeah. to be in Mr. Bungle's defense, it was just a, a re-recording of their demo. Yeah. But uh, this... Uh, I only heard it once and a half times. So I didn't really get a chance to really give it a thorough listen, but it was, a, I thought I liked it a lot better than Oddfellows, the last one they did, mm-hmm. which was like a while ago now. And ultimately I, I liked the band a lot. Um, but I think uh, no album has been as consistent as the, the second album, Mick Gas. That one I think is their absolute best, their best. incredible album. Uh, so it's kind of hard to, to reach that heights, but still a good album. Um, Vital by Big Brave. Now, this this I'm, I'm taking so long talking about these. No, no, no. You just I, ran I, through them. I don't have like things to say. No, I felt but I thought I was making us run late. But. Oh no, uh, Big Brave. I love Big Brave. Their last record was on my 2019 list. Mm-hmm. This one starts out as like the greatest thing ever and so fucking heavy until. Halfway through the album, you realize that they are just playing one note over and over mm. again. It is an album of literally different ways of playing one note. Uh, that, and pr- that probably should have been on my honor. Let me tell you how stacked this year was. I forgot that album yep. was this year. Did you? I, oh, man. Uh, like, I listened. Oh, man. Whatever. It, it's a cool album, but uh, it ends with two nine-minute songs back-to-back that are mm-hmm. variations of one note again. Sure. And at a, it, just, it just exhausts me. Like, every time I listen to it, I start out hyped. Halfway through, I'm, like, bored. Uh, S- similar to uh, Death Heaven a little bit. A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Uh, but these songs are, like, there's only... How many songs are on this? Five songs. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're beefy. Uh, and let's see what else. Hold on. Hold on. I have them here. Uh, Actually, You Can by Deerhoof. I'm not going to talk too much about that, but it was very cool. Um, 
work, uh, working with gods by the Melvins. Another one. Um, is that it? Is that, that can't be it. Is that, I think it might be it. I think that's, that's it. From that's good. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think we're good. Yes. Okay. We're ready for the main, the main event. Ooh, the big cilantro or something. That doesn't make any sense. No, no. Cilantro not uses big at all. like a garnish. Yeah. That is very small. I mean, it's amazing. Well, to some people, it's, it's soapy to others. It's a very interesting thing. Uh, those people are wrong. Maybe they are. Their taste buds are wrong. Taste buds are wrong. But then again, I don't know. I always think that like I like it and sometimes I hate it. No, I love it every time. I think 10 out of 10 times. It's amazing. I like it when I think it's in the vicinity, but if it's on my tongue, I probably mm, don't like it. Mm, not too much. Maybe not too much. Just so that dash is what the fuck. <laughs> <Pocket laughs> okay. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, oh, shit. we're doing on three. On th- okay. On three. All right. Now, now I'm paranoid because I already picked the thing and I don't know what to do. I don't sure. <laughs> sure. Here we go. Two, three. three. All right, you win. No, no, I win, so I choose. Yes. Who goes first? You go first. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Um, drum roll, please. Drum roll. I'm uh, going with King Woman Celestial Blues. Oh, 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 oh. Let me pull this some bitch up. Oh, oh, my goodness. Um, I just found this album fascinating. It was my number one for a long time. Uh, I thought some other things would, I thought some other albums replaced it at a certain point, but then going through all these albums again, um, it's the only song that had a song that made me only album that had a song that what, made me cry. Really? Yes. This one, I, I, I want to find out what it is in a second. Yes. Before, before that, because I am so flabbergasted that you didn't choose another album. I can tell you it'll, it'll come up. Okay. But the fact that you didn't choose that one, I am so blown away. <laughs> no, no. Okay, okay. I like blown away. Because this let me tell you, this was this was not easy. This was not easy. Right. Uh much like you, I probably could have gone four different ways. Okay. Now I have to know which song is the one that made you cry. It's super random. It's ruse. Really? Yes. I don't even like that one. <laughs> Let me tell you that song, the man, because I was just sitting there reading the lyrics and I fucking I lost it. It was the lyrics. Oh, okay. okay. It was the lyrics that did me in on Ruse. And um, yeah, I was just also just like I didn't really know much about King Woman and this found um, found it or I guess the main woman in charge, uh, Chris Estafford. I. Man, I'll, I'll try. Let me see. Let me check that out. Where the hell? Oh, Esfandiari. That's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds uh, Middle Eastern. Yes. Yeah. She she her family is. Um, I had also no idea she was like in an indie rock band called Were. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Um. So I I had no idea she had all these like musical projects going on. Mm. Um. She was uh raised like hardcore christian not like a cult uh-huh. but like crazy i've d- d- i've seen it dude it like, gets culty like yeah. um i know a guy who's that literally was cult. Yeah, yeah like the title track is kind of inspired when she would have seizures as a kid mm-hmm. and her mom would come over and just like speak in tongues oh you're giving me really dark flashbacks of my childhood <laughs> didn't have seizures seizures but 
That maybe, shit was maybe, that shit's real, dude. Yeah, maybe if you yeah. knew the backstory, you'd be like, maybe like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, it's fucking it's real, dude. And yeah, I just feel like uh, her, Chelsea Wolf, and Lingua, and uh, Emma Ruth Rundle. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the queens they're, of all modern yeah, alt music. The unholy quartet yeah. of moody, occasionally metal music. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the and it's a concept album about the you know 17th century poem Paradise Lost. Mm-hmm. Didn't but know that, but cool. It doesn't even matter. And man, like Morning Star, I just great song. That's a great song. From the vocals to the drums to the guitars, um, I kind of like her outlook that it's written not as like Lucifer the Devil being this bad guy, more this misunderstood mm-hmm. character. He's just Edge Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she did compare him to the Joker and Edgelord's. Love Joker. They love the Joker. Love the Joker. Dorks. Um, I'm probably saying this wrong. Boat. Bogs. Oh, uh, Bogs. 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 Which is Arabic for hatred. Box. Yes. Box. Uh, that's just about being in a. Part Arab and I can't even say it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that's just about, you know, being in an abusive relationship and trying to make it work. Um, that song's more evil than brutal to me. It's great. Yes. But so th- my problem with that song is like the, the quiet sections are fucking chilling and mm-hmm. they rule the loud. Riff, I don't like the loud riffs. Like I, I just think I they're kind of like, uh, it's just metal. Yeah. Which is very, all right, I get it. I, it. It feels very samey uh, compared to like, I don't know. It is. It is I, that's the thing. What I, what I didn't like about this album, because it didn't make my list, but I did listen to mm-hmm. it a lot because I'm such a fucking huge fan of the first album. Yes. Love the first album oh. so much. And this is better produced, but it's more or less the same mm-hmm. exact style. Like there's no real progression. And even though the songs are like really good, uh, I didn't, I didn't, didn't have those moments where like, obviously Harrow fan from the last album. I was like, yeah. Oh my soul. It's oh, no. the same. I, there's a few songs in that album. I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. Nothing here did that for me. No, they're I, all good, but yeah. nothing had that, that spike. Obviously I felt like that, especially you got like the one, two punch of Golgoth and coil. Like, I hate coil. Hate it. I no, I love it. And we you, you know I'm just going to be a, yeah. a, a wild comparison. Yeah, yeah. That chorus, I swear to God, the rhythm of it, first of all, the, the actual progressions mm-hmm. and then the rhythm of her singing really reminds me of right and dirty. That is really random. I can't wait to re- Dude, I, fucking listen to it. I swear to God. Night just ruined that song. <laughs> well, she compared it to like a hardcore gospel song. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I can hear that. Interesting. I can hear that. But Gogoth is, is, is Ed Rules. Yes, because yeah. yeah, it's kind of consider. She considers it one song. It's okay. Just, um, Keep talking while I open the window. I forgot to go for that. Um, Psychic wound is just just amazing i like the theme of the trauma people carry and then how like if people watch what we do in the shadows there's an energy vampire on there colin robinson how the colin robinsons of the world can just suck you down they they sense that trauma yeah Yeah. they sense that trauma um and then yeah i just i love the closer paradise lost it is a great closer it's beautiful it's to me, it's such like an emotionally draining record and, you know, you're like sonically assaulted in the best way. And then they just it's the perfect man, perfect so way. You're 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 explaining exactly how I felt about our first album. Yeah. Like all those things exactly the yeah. same. We're like, moment, I don't think I credit that album, but moments definitely are one yeah. to like that. 
that's why I think that this one was such a letdown because I already had that fucking height. Yeah, where it could only go down from there. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, I felt the same way. And then getting a little little bit of a, a spoiler, I noticed a lot of my picks. Sophomore slump is not a not a thing with the artists I picked. Ooh. I noticed that was a reoccurring theme too. Lots of second second, second albums. albums. Um, going back to this one um, and like taking notes on and stuff. Uh, uh, I'm still like I, it should have made my list. It really should have, but I think it just, what it really, really came down to was just, I just like the other stuff sli- sure. slightly more, just sure. slightly more. Uh, not that it's still it would yeah it's still a great album yeah yeah um, this one this got me in the feels for whatever reason and it was on top for most of the year so I'm like if it stuck with you that whole time then that's the one yes yeah. yes this is my neo sometimes it is yeah uh, well. My turn, everybody. There we hey, go. I wonder what it is. Oh, I, I wonder. I wonder what it fucking is. I have no fucking idea. Oh, no idea. It could, it could be anything. It could be anything. <laughs> it could yeah. be fucking anything. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. With my fucking outfit, always gives it away. Uh, not to mention that I have a million of Lingua Ignota's fucking merch. A million effort merch. That doesn't sound like a good sentence. Uh, yeah, Sinner Get Ready by Lingua, Lingua Ignota, and this is. I didn't want to. I didn't <laughs> fucking want to. Because it's so goddamn predictable. All right. I, I always g- give her pick something that me, I love. I love her music more than most things in the world. Let me tell you, so predictable. I was like, I can't pick this because I want some variety. I almost. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because this came down so close. Yeah. I almost picked something else. And I didn't want to pick that because I thought you picked that. And you didn't. Oh, uh, We'll see what it is. We fucked over our number one picks trying to <laughs> trying to, trying to be different. Like, oh, I don't know. Hmm. But the thing is, because I didn't want to pick this for the sake of predictability. Yeah. Like everybody knows, I fucking love her, and I, I would pick her. It's things. fucking amazing, though. It's it amazing. absolutely deserves it, and that's why I picked it. It's like it doesn't matter if it seems like obvious or predictable or, or kind of yeah. like uh, biased. It's the fucking best album, and like. It's, it's not perfect. It is not perfect, and I don't. It doesn't move me the way Caligula did, because no, nothing will ever move me the way that album did. Sure. And the thing is, this is also a very, com- very completely. I'm talking all stupid today. It is a completely different album. That's what she does to you, man. I know. I know. So it's fucking whales, but completely different albums. It's not trying to trying to be Caligula in any way at all. Um, no, and people that album was such a huge success, like a breakout album for her that people were telling her like oh you have to make caligula too fuck that that's not what artists do like you know what she's so talented i'm like if you made a barbershop quartet record i love barbershop quartet <laughs> please do that Kristen, please hear me make a barbershop. uh so so it came down to like this and you know three other records specifically one other record <clears throat> and mm-hmm. I, I so the first time i heard that because i heard this obviously when like the day it came out so uh when I heard that other record, uh, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. This is like, this is it. Like, this mm-hmm. is going to be the one. And then I started thinking like, well, what is it? Is it really? So I, I had to listen to them back to back like a couple different times. And really, this one uh, is not only more ambitious, uh, it has better pacing. The things that it does are so like terrifyingly unique to this record. This is a subtle and texture driven record yes. it is all about the textures it is unmatched in i think that in most music you know you know what i i love about this album and her as a uh a, like songwriter is how 
like research driven she is and even if you're not a music geek i think these things come through in her in her music and um she really like captures exactly what she wanted to do which was capture like this you know like olden times rural pennsylvania thing she you know collected all these like weird instruments and they're never used in a way where it's like that's the focus of the song yep but they're always around yes and oh man she she's what did she say uh she she wanted to contort and subvert them to make them sound painful a plus dude and i I didn't didn't know that i didn't i never read that quote but i wrote down they not only do, do all these textures and sounds and instruments feel old and medieval, they feel poor and sickly and like they're dying. Like yeah, these songs which, feel like they're dying. Which makes sense for like the rural area yeah. of uh, Eastern United States because it's the, I don't want to call it the oldest, but you know, when F, that's where people started colonizing first yeah. and all that, the settlers. So like, it has more history than say like out here in California. Yeah. Yeah. Ours is more ingrained with like Mexico or Mexican. And yes. That, yeah. It's a little much different, but uh, from like the moment the vocals come in on the, op- uh, the opener uh, order of the spiritual virgins um, or of spiritual virgins uh, chills. Cause just the, the, anybody who's heard lingua knows her, her style of vocal harmonies. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, you can't call it a choir. I mean, you can, but it's yeah. not like what we recognize as choir. Choir, you think of think of gospel. You think of all of them in harmony, in sync with each other. Her vocal harmonies, they're numerous, but they're like they come in at different times. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a group of people just kind of jumping in and out. It's yeah. way more. It feels way more aggressive and I, a little bit more paranoid. I know this is super serious music, but. That song made me think of uh, Hide Your Wife, Hide Your Kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hide Your Husband. <laughs> They're raping everybody out here. They're raping everybody out here. Yeah, that's the- Which is funny because she could cover She could cover that. She could and make it good. <laughs> yeah, make I it mean, sound like a lingua song. I know. The lyrics, by the way, for those who are confused, the lyrics are Hide Your Children, Hide Your Husbands, uh, or- Or Hide Your Wives, yeah. Well, no, no, in, oh, in the song. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so it's that's what we're talking about, but- uh, so each song is is distinct in its own way, but it they all have this really unsettling instrumentation. So, uh, for example, "Many Hands," which mm, is it's that's ba- a good ass song. It's basically the title track for basically, the album. yes. And the 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 line, the title "Sinner Get Ready," and as well as the lines, the vocal lines "Sinner Get Ready" are taken from uh, "All Bitches Die" from her. Yes. I think it's her second album. I never heard yeah. her like self released first album. Mm-hmm. Um, which means I'm a fake fan, but the, the line and, and also the melody for it is also is used in that song. So basically she took the line from all bitches die and threw it on to many hands, but obviously it's a very different context. It's a very different song. I would, I would say if people listen to one song, that's, that's the song where you really get that collection of weird instruments. Oh, yeah. Ton of creeps. It's, yeah. it's creepy. It ties in this whole like Appalachian theme, yeah. but then it's, it's weird how like, rural old-timey united states can also sound like have like an asian flair to it because you get those yeah the eastern instruments yeah Yeah. so i thought that was like interesting how similar those sound and like how she 
this fucking tied it all together. Yeah, channel it into one one essence. Or so if you want to use a douchey word like that. Uh so it's like yeah, the, the the instruments they're like bowed sultry, mountain dulcimer, shrewdy box. I don't know what the fuck these are, uh, but I like it now. Uh, yeah. I like it all now. <laughs> it's, and it's like we could we could be putting on examples. We want you to fucking listen to it because it's such a weird experience. It's such a very I mean, if you're it's just again, like along with anything else that she makes, mm-hmm. it's not for casual music listeners. And like I know I've met people who are like, Oh, you like you like this person? I'm gonna give that a shot. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, it was interesting. Like yeah, it wasn't for you. No, that no, wasn't no, no. for you. Okay, this yeah. is this is really intense. So that song is a great example because it has all these really, really just brutal, weird, unsettling uh, mixing and stuff, but with this super hooky vocal line that just mm-hmm. repeats over and over again, and then a brilliant pacing decision to put Pennsylvania fur- Furnace right after it because it is it is somber, it is hopeful, it's beautiful. It's a solo piano ballad, but what that song does, along with all the piano ballads, which mm-hmm. I've never heard. On a record, uh, the the sustain pedal is almost like its own drum. It's yeah. almost like its own instrument because I guess I guess they mic'd the sustain pedal, which mm-hmm. is such a cool thing. Uh, it's never I've never heard it emphasized in piano music ever, and it's definitely emphasized there. Uh-uh. Um, and the last, oh, there's a few things that I still want. I could talk a lot about yes. this album. Uh, let me let me just go ahead, say, please, please. I who been the tall grasses has uh-huh. my favorite lyric of the year on there. What that? I don't give a fuck. Just kill him. You have to. I'm not asking. Oh, so that is one of my that's my least favorite song on the album. I know. I love it. I fucking it, love it. It like, is the most lingua ignota song ever written. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I don't like it, it's not that it's a bad song. It's it's just as unsettling as I think as most of the other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but her performance in there reminds me a lot of if the poison won't take you, my dog's will from mm, Caligula. Yeah. It's very much in the giving the monologue, yeah. giving a monologue type of thing, like shouting at a group. Well, not, I don't know exactly the, the intent, but you know what I mean? Where it's just a very monologue esque. Um, it still has awesome textures, but I think it's my least favorite song. <clears throat> um, I will, the last thing I'll say about this is uh, I was reading her talk about the solitary brethren of F. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah, Freddie or Frada, 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 and um, you know, it's dark, it's grim, but I felt like she this gave some good life advice. She's talking about that song, acceptance of a terrible situation and creating this beauty in a primitive sense that things may not end in a blaze of glory or in a blaze of some sort of cosmic retribution things this might end in a really dark sad way and you just have to be accepting of that and let it go that is a, a spectacularly eloquent way of, of saying what i've often said it was like you you don't deserve or you should never ever feel entitled to closure yes or or yeah if you get hurt i i think this instinctually a lot of people want justice yeah and sometimes and you don't Sometimes you don't. No. Sometimes things just end. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, man, like, I guess when you've been through what she's been through, you have to. Oh, man. And speaking of, I mean, I'm sure you heard about the most recent. Oh, that recent, was the guy from Daughters. From Daughters. Yes. Alexis and, Marshall. And this, well, it wasn't, he was just the most, he was the last one. Yeah. And this is the, she like, this album kind of came out of that because she moved to Pennsylvania yeah, and then ended yeah. up 
this going being through alone and yeah uh that's it's so interesting when i, I read her statement on that because like obviously like you know there's everyone has a side of the story but i obviously i believe her side but like um it, it definitely shows a different context to all this stuff but it's like really really devastating when you're like sometimes it just it fucking happens that's the thing with like pickers and stuff like you don't you don't know that you're gonna ending up with someone like that because oh you know it, it just happened out it of just, the blue yeah it just happens and it's not your fault but it's like it's just a really cold bitter fact that that can just happen mm -hmm. uh and he also uh alexis marshall he also released uh, a solo album this year but it was like it was you know it was put up by sergeant house and they dropped him after after her statement well, the thing is that's the thing they they dropped him in august yeah they didn't announce it at all until yeah. like this month last month when mm. when kristen came forward with that stuff so they dropped him for her didn't tell anybody about it which i think is like the most noble thing you could do like it wasn't a publicity thing like mm. uh, or due to pressures from others it was like oh this isn't cool let's just yeah uh, he's gone and like just move on yeah or like they did it to you know protect her privacy and stuff which i think is cool but uh i still felt the the need to seek out the record because like i mean it's a thing that came out this year i like daughters mm -hmm. um and then hey listen to it and it's it's unfair how not unfair it's kind of stupid and shitty that I feel relief that I hate it because I hate it. I hate the record. Good. And I don't like his style. And I think he's just ripping off David Yao completely. Mm -hmm. I don't like him. I like daughters a lot, but now I'm starting to see why I like daughters because it's the band. Other people, not him. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the record. Listen to the record if you want. He's a shitty guy, but people still like that kind of stuff. Uh, but now to go back to this one <laughs> that I do like, that I think is actually kind of incredible. Um, Repent now, confess now. Uh, one of her best songs. It's it's again scary and medieval. Mm -hmm. Possibly the most scary thing she's done. Yes. I know something about it just fucking creepy and upsetting, uh, but beautiful. And the climax of it brings me chills every single fucking time. And then uh, the the only other thing I I think has it does have some pacing issues. I think the uh, can't speak perpetual flame of Centralia. Um, I think is one too many minimal piano ballads i thought that one was kind of a nice breather it's nice but it also came out came after the sacred limit liniment of judgment which is like another piano mm -hmm. ballad except i think with more uh interesting textures uh, it has like you know, more shooty boxes and bowed banjos which is like very interesting textures but to go back to the the closer not just the closer the last two songs are so fucking astronomically good so much like it's not that like they they dwarf the rest of the album because they're different they're mm -hmm. different enough to to feel like a, a, a like a completely unique experience but they're so unbelievable unbelievable in terms of her entire catalog sure uh man is like a spring flower is fucking crazy good like it, oh my god that's <clears throat> maybe her most unique song because it starts out with this I mean, it's, it has those vocal harmonies, but they're kind of unsettling and it's all right. This is weird and ugly. Mm -hmm. And then it fucking drops and all these synths come in and it just becomes like, <gasps> and then like the in and out yeah. uh, falsetto vocals, like it's moving as shit. Like, yeah. that, I'm getting chills thinking about it. I fucking love that song so much. And then the final note, sorry, sorry, I'm talking a lot. No, no, no. It's yeah. Back to the solitary brethren of Ephrata. Uh, that fucking song, man, it's one of the most devastating ballads like yeah it, it's uh, those choir vocals are they're angelic but it's just written so fucking well 
this album did not make me cry, but after, that song almost did. After reading the quote about just accepting that things may not, you may yeah. not get what you want, and they, sometimes this ends yeah. and it's shitty. Along I, with that song, I don't. That might make me cry down the line, because yeah, I didn't really talk about the music. I just read that quote. Right. So yeah, it's it's an unbelievable song. It's, yeah, it's like a it's a, a gospel hymn. If it was just perfect i don't, mm. I don't know how to describe it it's just unbelievable closer i think it's a better closer than uh was it uh, i'm the beast i think it's what's called from caligula uh it's an amazing closer it's it's gentle and it's it, it, it's a great representation of like the whole album where it's like it is not that harsh but it it's not that brutal but it is very harsh no the last album you can't show anybody any song on yeah I, i've had problems with that <laughs> of a few songs like pennsylvania furnace and some other ones you could maybe you don't want to show someone the full album yeah but you could like maybe show your mom pennsylvania furnace and, and yeah. the solitary brethren of friday i've shown yeah. people that we're like you can't deny this song you yeah, can't yeah. fucking deny it. like if you deny a song you're just being a fucking old bitch or yeah, something yeah you may not like what it's attached to but this is like on their own it is yeah fucking a perfect goddamn song it's just too too goddamn good and as as, as album like yeah it's not a violent roller coaster like caligula but i'm glad it's not it has to be something different it, it needs to be yeah. something different uh no, i'm i'm glad she like listened to her emotions and did what she felt instead of succumbing to the pressure of like Oh shit! You, we, like we need Caligula too. And That's I don't know who yeah. told her that, but I'm so glad she didn't listen to them. Art is gonna art, man. You gotta, you gotta. What is the best piece of art? You can't just fucking. I mean, people, people, people make. And the thing is, money, I guess, yeah. The thing is, we still might get like a Caligula too, but I think it'll it'll be better when she decides to return to those. If, it ha- if she if wants she to come, does, yeah. if she wants to come back to, to brutal screeching. And, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I think she'll be better for returning to it when it feels right. That's always how it has to be. Otherwise your, your record, your record suffers always. Mm. Um, so it's an incredible album. It's my album of the year. It is uh it had to be, and it, it, it it came close, but the things that this do, this album does move me like no other. It's the best texture driven album I think I've ever heard. It's pretty, well, I think it's pretty flawless. And yeah, this picking one album is fucking hard. It's fucking hard this year. Oh yeah, but now that we're done with the big chunk of gushing mm-hmm. part of the episode, uh, now we can spice up your life a little bit. Get some actually the rest of it the rest oh, of yeah. it all right we got a bunch of other albums all right so uh, i'll be going in chronological order in which these came out in chronological yep. order we're gonna be taking turns um you should go next because i just went now yes so let's see what we got which we got we'll be uh we'll be kicking this off with something that came out in the very beginning of the year and i feel like a lot of people forgot about it because that's what happened uh going with viagra boys welfare jazz this is just it's called it ain't nice but it is yeah it's just a fucking great song you can dance to it you can punch people in the face to it yeah it's very on brand for viagra boys this is a delightful band that 
I can't believe I just discovered like two years ago, a year ago, two years ago. Like, what is that weird like piano thing? Is it yeah. something? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, another sophomore album. Oh yeah, that's right. They're so fucking fun. It's it, it's weird because they're they're a dark band. Um, this was written while singer Sebastian Murphy was in a relationship. He was doing drugs every day, just being a fucking asshole. And boy, oh boy, does this album <laughs> feels like it shows sounds like it. Um, I should say their co-founder and guitarist Benjamin valet i'm gonna assume it's valet because they're from stockholm uh passed away in october oh shit which is another reason i'm like i gotta include it there's there's just oh man like it's also like weirdly like influenced by like western and country or i heard like western country stuff Mm -hmm. on here um like toad it's just western got some elements of the birthday party on there Mm -hmm. um you have songs like Creature, which is this like a pop song, but they're screaming and it's about like sea creatures. Um Girls and Boys, just like a disco song that's on a bad acid trip. And then the the two songs that like put this album over, like for me, like I have to talk about this album, is To the Country and their cover of In Spite of Ourselves. Oh, that's it was that's real good. That yeah. yeah, I was wondering what the fuck that came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, dude. In spite of ourselves, is it's a cover song, but it's also like one of my favorite songs of the year. It's so the way they interpret it, and like it's creepy, it's catchy, it stays with you very much like an STD, which I'm sure all these members of the band have. I never guess. Yeah, and it's and then um. I think Amy, what's Amy, Amy Taylor from Amy and the Sniff- I, don't, I don't know where she's from. I was yeah, going to ask you that. I think it, they're called Amy and the Snifflers or something mm-hmm. like uh, I believe they're Australian punk band. Please forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah, just the fucking like just fun, dirty, dancey punk stuff weird western stuff yep. and then to fucking close it with that gorgeous am- amazing yep. weird disturbing cover song i love it interesting i wasn't expecting you to, to pull out a fucking Vi- ragger boys pick i was not expecting that yeah uh i didn't even know they released an album until you, until you said that i went back and listened to it yeah they're 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 a super fun band that uh i don't know like how old, how old are these guys? I know that they're not like a no. Fan. Like I said, this is only their second album. They're, yeah. they're still young guns. Like it, it feels like they're old. It feels like they're old guys. I don't know what it is. I, about it, it sounds like they've done some living. Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, solid pick. Now it's down to me. This is. Hold on, I might have to pull this up. Sorry, I do have to pull this up. Okay, wait. Should I should I buy more time? Uh, what's this one called? Uh, the Hemel Sour. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is a came out uh, January fi- January fifteenth. <clears throat> Another way back, way back. This is a continuation of one of my picks from last year. Uh, Emma Ruth Rundle and Thou collaboration. Um, they released a full length last year, but this is just an EP. This is the Helm of Sorrow. <laughs> this uh. This also fell into, 
I didn't realize it was this year. And if you didn't bring it up, I would have. I thought it was last year. This one? Yeah. I th- honestly, I thought it was because <laughs> I, listen, I listened to it. Oh shit! I just didn't realize it was this year. It was so close. I mean, it's at the beginning of the year too. Yeah. But like the like the record, the made the full length songs take a little bit to start. Your vocals you remind me of fucking King Woman. Yeah. Yeah. No, we just I said it in the King Woman thing. Well, although a little bit of a spoiler alert, all those ladies, killer, fucking give them their flowers yeah. this year. I don't think we're going to get to the when the song picks up because yeah. it's so long. This is a lengthy intro. Yeah. But it, take my word for it, it gets heavy. It does. This, it, yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know Thou, that band will kick you in the dick. Yeah. Yep. A, lot of, a lot of that. But then the way she blends with them is spectacular. It's so good. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of extra money, and I was like, what What am I doing not owning this in the previous one they did? It's crazy so, collaboration. So after I listened to it, I just went online and purchased both both things. Nice, nice. Damn, I want to get to it, but it's... it's, it's want me to fast forward a little? Uh, you got timestamps? I don't got timestamps. Oh, so, all right. All right. Well, this... Uh, we'll just lower it there. It's This is a... Very good, very brief EP. I mean, it's like 20 minutes, four songs, uh, which isn't that brief, but I think it's the perfect length for this kind of thing where you you feel, I feel so satisfied by the end of it. Like, uh, whereas any kind of really harsh, sludgy album, if it gets a little too long, you start to like, there's moments where you kind of go dip in and out. Yeah. Uh, Now at this length, this is a perfect length. No, doing two, what's the last one considered an album? It was an album. Yeah. They're both this perfect length. They're not long. Yeah. yeah. They're both perfect. Uh, I lo- uh, go keep going. Oh, to the point where I thought the previous one was an EP as oh, well. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, they're just yeah. I really I really like this one as well. The, uh so I mean, I could talk about each one individually. There's only four fucking songs, but uh Crone Dance that Ooh. is such a Twisted and glorious sludge riff. That's that's around, like run halfway through. That's where um you said the the vocals somehow do a good job of complimenting. Yeah, yeah. That song is a prime example of that. Yeah, it's, be- it's like beast vocals, but with this like, and it's not even like a cliche juxtaposition between the two. It just it just bleeds together. It's just uh, it's just, it, it's yeah. Nice. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, recurrence um is is more. It's like a. 8020 thou uh emma is very much a thou song with like you know bits of emma singing in there uh that one sounds i think the most like something that would be off the the last record solid solid um but the the other three i don't know they one thing even though it's we didn't hear it so much these songs get to the point i think a lot quicker than Mm -hmm. the songs off the full length i think you got to when there's only yeah when there's only four songs and i really meat and potatoes i really appreciate that because on that album even though i like the album a lot uh it would take a long time for like a really like the really like the climax Mm -hmm. to get there and it's not that that's a problem necessarily but i always felt like every almost every song on that album um starts out as a song I don't like 
and then turns into a song I love around mm-hmm. halfway through. Whereas it's not the it's that's not the case here. Each from from the jump, I think these are all fucking awesome. Um, and then you get Hollywood, which is the most accessible song they're done. It's like the most close to being normal. It's weird. I like it made me think about the cranberries. Really? Zombie. Really? Zombie. <laughs> not I, that song. I don't, I don't not disagree the, entirely. No, right. not that yeah. song specifically, but like I could imagine the cranberries doing it. And uh-huh. I meant to like look it up if it was a cover song because I'm just like it's so different from everything else they've done but it may it may or may not be but uh i'm just like man it's so different i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if it if it was Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up as we speak yes sir yes sir come on what am i doing what am i doing what am i doing can i not find it i can't find it okay Mm. we're moving on yes Uh, but a great great little ep uh if you like the the full length which i recommend you check out as well uh, there's no way you you won't like this This is fucking awesome it's good stuff short succinct badass but moving on let's let's what you got what you got yes uh so i'm doing a little bit of cheating here but it's two eps from a philadelphia punk band called soul glow uh I'm not going to say it because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> this Negro <laughs> volume, but the, but the bad version <laughs> volume one and two. First one came out uh, February 27th. Volume two came out June 19th, by the way. That's my fault. Oh, oh. <laughs> my bad. I started it over. It. This song's kind of misleading. Not very punk, but this is brutal. I, I lower, lower one of the okay. Um, there we go. One thing I like about um this new generation is they're actually combining hip hop and heavy music in a way that sounds cool. Yeah. Because it has such a bad, um, you know, new metal. Yeah. I think it's just, except new metal sucks. But you get a band like this, and they're like, no, we can do, we can do both. Okay, so just get like a, a brief reiteration of what you just said. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, I think this, like, new generation of people making music, and I'll talk about one other artist who does it well later on too is this like you can combine punk and metal into hip-hop and have it sound good because it turns out like the idea of new metal like it wasn't wrong it was just the wrong people giving it to us yeah it it was it was a it was a very uh early incarnation was a flood representation it was a flood uh what's the word um no it lost lost the word uh, it was not good. It yeah. was not good. Man, my vocabulary is gone today. Yes, <laughs> artists, and that first song is like really the only one that sounds hip hop. Yeah. You got songs like Rolling Loud. That's this unrelenting hardcore punk with like more like metal guitars and vocals than it is hardcore. But the essence of it is mm-hmm. is hardcore. Um, they had the fucking nerve to do a song like Screamo Del Bar, which is just like. We're gonna throw some Latin beats in a in a punk song, uh, and I love it. It's great. Um, moving on to Volume Two, that one's more more punk. Mm. I think that's the only one I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just a song like "Don't Uplift Me" is just 
completely unhinged aggressive shit and then like i would say volume two is like more angry mm. and then um a song i really like bombs is like i was not expecting anything catchy but man it is it is fun to scream along uh back on my bullshit back on back on my bullshit <laughs> with with it it's just Oh man, yeah. My uh friend John Guerra recommended the these artists mm. and I was like, this is fucking good. Nice. Also I feel like I did a bad job about including newer artists on my list this oh. year. So very glad mm. to include these these guys and very cool. just like I didn't realize people made punk music like this these days. So that's the thing with with that really en- enrages me. Uh, uh, I'm going to get ready for a fucking old man rant. Where like, we go. Where <laughs> people call punk, people look at punk as like a genre of music. It's not, it was not supposed to be, it's not a genre. Of, I mean, it can be, but it's not, it's always very disappointing when it is. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at punk is both the Minutemen and yeah they're very different things but they all had the same ethos they all had the same lifestyle they all want to make the music they wanted to make because no one else was doing it or no one else was accepting it uh then punk turned into like oh it has to be snot snotty and fast and like poppy and simple like no now you're putting restrictions on a thing that was meant to have no restrictions yes. this shit is punk because it's yes. fucking crazy and it's what no one else is doing and it's what they want to do also i don't think that's an old man Rant. I think okay, that's thank you. very like progressive and what punk should be. That's what I felt it. That's what I uh, felt it to be. That's what I, I'm. I don't know, but like it. It, it also it's harder to market that. Mm. Where like you you want you want to think mohawks and studs when you look at punk, but it's not. I, sometimes I, it's just a poor kid. Also, like, yeah, I have no idea what these guys look like. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But I remember watching like a punk documentary, and they pointed out that like punk bands never look like the audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always I always default to like bad religion because they just look like nerds. Yeah, sometimes you just uh, yeah. you're just a guy yeah. that happens to like certain kinds of music. Yeah. Uh, so this the essence of this shit is like what makes me such a huge punk fan. Like doing what you want, no matter if it might be really really unpopular. Mixing hip hop like that that's a ballsy bold fucking move, but it, it works. It's abrasive. Yeah, but uh, an abrasive I can get behind. Yeah. 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 Uh, on to the next pick. This one's me. This came out April second. You got a you got a cute? Yes. Hey. I, well, no. I'm gonna let you pick because okay. I. That's fair. Oh shit! I just pressed a thing I shouldn't have pressed. Oh, wires are flying everywhere. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, but we're here. I don't. I don't know how long this is gonna take. You know what? I'm just gonna bite the bullet and put on track two. Do because it. Yeah. This is what this fucking band does. All right. This is Godspeed. You're black emperor. God's pee at state's end. So, uh, I didn't get around to recapping this. I liked it. I didn't get around to writing about it. Dude, though. This album. This was in the running. This yes. is one of the four in the running. So, anybody who knows Godspeed knows they take 10 hours to start a song. Yes. And the first song is basically a four-minute intro to this song, which still hasn't started yet. Yeah. So, they do that bullshit still. You know what we should have done? We should have started this when we, like, started the episode, so it's just in the background. I know. By yeah. the time we get to Viagra. <laughs> the song will have immediately started. <laughs> But oh shit. <laughs> you can, you can kind of hear a little bit of melody in the background. 
and that is the motif for for a lot of the album. Mm-hmm. It, re- it returns to this this musical idea, goes back, it has it in different contexts, different volumes, different you know feels, but it, it keeps returning to this melody. It's a beautiful, uh, almost like um, I want, I think like early U.S. colonial style mm-hmm. melody. That's that's what Mike likes in his music. <laughs> I love a good white guy. I just love you, it. It's my US favorite colonial oh, time. Yeah. Love the high socks and wigs. But get you album of the year for me. <laughs> <laughs> but just like every other album, it's a slow burn. You got to wait a long fucking time. Still talking over this intro. Still mm-hmm. talking because it still hasn't started. Oh, here we go. Okay, now I'm gonna stop talking. I've seen them live twice, both times fucking exhausted at the end. I've never seen them live. Oh, I'm upset by that. What are you doing? This bass line is the, is the, is the song, basically. God damn. So these guys do such a special thing they they somehow whittle down i'm assuming hours and hours of rehearsals into one amazing riff yeah and they just build on it for an hour mm-hmm. it's amazing what they how they do that no when i saw you pick this i was like oh shit oh well well there goes the end of the song <laughs> it, it timed exactly with you saying fuck too yeah <laughs> Well, well, I don't know what my phone did, it, did but did it turn off? No, it did that weird. Yeah, but did it stop the song? Yes. Sorry. It, Sorry. It, this moved on to the. Wow. I did, my phone does this sometimes. It happened to us once, but we were able to edit it and it well, hasn't done it. That was actually the last time uh-huh. was here. Oh, Wh- whatever. Yeah, the, the, well, anyway. You can hear it on your own time. That was a... Sorry. That was God saying, all right, we're fucking done. All right. Yeah, listen yeah. So back to this album. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just like, I'm too, I'm too mentally tired to yeah. try to put words to this. I'm, I'm, if I get around to it, it will be at the very end. But we came to an agreement. It was just like, take care of your shit. I'll take, take care yeah. of mine. I will let Mike take the reins. This is such a fucking good album. Like, this is a, this is a great album. This is... It's one of their best ones, I think. Um, I still liked last year, not last year, I'm talking about it's like 2017, I think, where Luciferian Towers, I think, was a really good one as well. But uh, again, like each one is different in its own way, but it still always feels like Godspeed. Like that kind of riff is a very Godspeed type of riff, mm-hmm. but everything everything is good. I mean, the only thing I don't like is the, the first track, which is like a four minute intro. And again, it's not even bad, it just feels like it didn't need to be its own track, yeah, but. Uh, first of the last glaciers continues like the same motif from the song we were just listening to, uh, Jobs Lament. Um, but way heavier, and then it quickly takes it in a more it's really driving direction. Fucking amazing song. And then you get uh Fire at Static Valley, which is expertly produced. It's one of the reasons I love the band where where they could take something super <clears throat> super dramatic and you don't want to punch them in the face, like because mm-hmm. it, it's moving, it's it's legitimately moving. Uh and then I fucking government came. And by the way, I'm cutting off the titles of these songs because fuck them. Oh, yeah. Dude, they're, dude, they're long. They're the yeah. worst at naming things. <laughs> First of all, the name of the album is, it's not even God's because I think they get censored in Canada. So it was G underscore D oh, apostrophe yeah. S. Uh, 
All those album titles are fucking ludicrous. Yeah. There's goddamn code in the song titles. It's yes. like, okay, Aphex Twin, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Whatever. So I'm, I'm cutting the, the title short. But anyway, government came. Uh, like the others, it takes a while to start up, but holy God, when it does, that's why I love this band. Songs mm. like that are why I fucking love this band. Uh, it's just it's just unmatched when it comes to building off an idea. Yes. They're, yeah, there they're, they're a lot of bands who, who do that, who do stuff stuff similar to that, but it never really feels like them. And while they are a huge name in what you would call post-rock, post-rock bands don't sound like this. Like, you try to sound like Godspeed, it doesn't sound like Godspeed. It sounds... No, and I, I can I can think of other like instrumental like there's totally a reason explosions in the sky is the most successful like instrumental mm-hmm. post rock band because they I don't know who came first I don't want to get into that it doesn't oh, yeah. matter doesn't but matter, matter. but they use this they like mainlined what Godspeed yeah. does God, God, they, yeah they take their time no yeah. This is like pure uncut shit. Yeah. Uh, which is why I like I it. I don't mean like shit. This you know, yeah, uncut yeah. feces. Yeah. You heard? Uh, <laughs> so that's why I like it so much because, like, the, the for one, you can't just put it on casually. Otherwise, you won't like it. You can't put it on casually, but you're probably not going to enjoy it. Yeah. You, you have to be willing to sit with it. You have to be patient. You have to be in the mood for it. You have to put in the time. And yeah. It's. It's definitely that, which is one of the reasons why I can't give it album of the year because it's it's like, even though I love it, uh, the th- the things that Lingua did are obviously just th- better, more innovative too. Mm-hmm. Or like, well, this very much is Godspeed doing Godspeed. Yeah, um, not that it's a bad thing. It's still a fucking incredible album, but uh, I didn't feel uh, surprised by anything on here. Even though I I found everything to be quite delightful, like um the closer our side has to win, uh. It's moody and ambient, but more more movie soundtrack like. It very mm-hmm. much feels like a score. The string section in there is goddamn heart wrenching. Uh, it's and, it's and too usually you, you don't like things that sound like uh, movie stuff. Are you kidding? I love. My oh no, I mean like you you have like on the uh, Zeal and Ardor. You're oh, like oh uh, well that, uh, that, that what it sounds like a that, for a trailer trailer. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. That's more. I felt like that was more commercial trailer music. This feels like movie score, okay. stuff, which is like the, my jam. Yeah, okay, uh, but. Uh, also, side note, but I didn't learn this until recently. These fucking idiots—they—they <laughs> they posted a list of demands with the album. What they did it with the last record too. They posted a list of demands, like like really political demands, which is like, I mean, be political, do your thing, you know, have your your beliefs or whatever. But like demands, yeah. demands. <laughs> hey, 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 musicians. Music, music is come on. Like, wh- like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It just, it feels like, again, be political. But that's. Do you expect us to not laugh at you? Like, I love them, but they are blowhards. <laughs> They're like to think that we're not going to make fun of you from putting all these demands with a record. Like, it's music. It's art. Art is meant to be. I mean, like, I, you're not going to use it as a threat. Like, you're not going to get this record if you don't fucking. I, I forget what uh what album it was, but yeah, one of the records comes with like a penny and like a letter and like goofy shit. Yeah, goofy shit. And and for the sake of art, I'm all for it, but I'm going to make fun of it if it's something ridiculous. And even though I fucking adore this album, I still think it's very funny, funny thing to do. But it's fucking so like honestly, this if it if this wasn't such a competitive year, this would have easily taken mm-hmm. album of the year. This is like. Is it's just it's just fucking yeah. If you're a Godspeed person, by all means, this is this is 
were, I, I kind of think I might like it more than the last one they did. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes. moving on, moving on. What you got? Um, shit. My, okay. I know I have the album ready to go. I just need the, okay. So this came out in May 11th. This is uh, brought to you by DC Comics. It is the Dark Knight's death metal soundtrack. Ooh, wait. I think, I, no, this came out. No, that came out uh, June 18th. Oh, June. I don't know where I got that number from. Yeah. Well, whatever. Whatever. It's my next pick. As you, as you were. It's my next fucking pick. <laughs> this, uh, this, this, my boys, my boys Mastodon. Oh, here. yeah. Uh, and it's the heaviest Mastodon song of the year, probably. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, this album is just, not that it, it's musically weird, the existence of it is fucking weird. Uh, yeah, this is a little bit, before we jump into it. This is a fucking good song. No, I obviously I love a lot of songs on here. Otherwise, I wouldn't be talking about it. I was not expecting anything. Oh, yeah. On here. I, was, I forgot this came out. Oh, no. This was like in regular rotation for me. Nice. Yeah, Troy sounds extra gruff there than, yes. he normally, than he does these days. Okay, so let me talk about why this is fucking weird. One, it's for a comic book event. It's not a movie. It's not yeah. a TV show. An actual comic book <laughs> event. Two, except for one song, this is all original music recorded for this thing. They don't even do that with movies these days anymore. Yep. And then three, there's no death metal on it. There's no death metal. Which I'm totally fine with. I'm not fine with that. I'm totally... I like death metal. Put some death metal if you name the fucking thing death metal. <laughs> the event is called death metal. Um, so yeah, we get that awesome Mastodon song. Then afterwards, you got Chelsea Wolf doing Diana. I like the like back and forth. It's a good song too. Yeah. yeah, the like noisy electronic stuff on there. She's... It's just like a cool song about fucking wonder woman with chelsea wolf what am i going to complain about there yeah. nothing um big fan of health you take That's right yeah health who's worked on soundtracks with uh tyler Bate, who was the executive producer but he's on a few of these tracks you bring in chino from deftones oh right and i don't know if i've ever heard health with like such heavy drums maybe wait really they're pretty fucking heavy no they are yeah. they are i'm just saying like the drums uh -huh. felt like extra, extra extra metal and intense on that um Ah, fucking the the thing that doesn't belong in here is the cover of anything anything i i hate that song you it's up there with monster mash how much i fucking hate that oh, song shit. i hate I, 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 I hate it since i was in middle school and the fact that it was on here i skipped it i couldn't there, there was songs on this record that i legit skipped because i couldn't fucking bear it that's the only and i was like why is this on here i figured it out it's from uh band chester bennington from lincoln park did in the 90s mm. so it's just like hey we have this chester bennington song who's not with us yeah. we'll just <laughs> tack it on um i haven't listened to rise against in ages hated that song it's very rise against like they yeah. sound exactly how i remember them uh i Rough. guess i guess you got you need the big names right yeah you, that, and that's all the stuff that dra dragged it down for me like the the beginning middle of the album yeah but i will say 
They decided to open with Mastodon, Chelsea, and Health, though. That's not strong move. Not Rice again. Strong not, move. Not Chester Bennington. I thought the latter half was was a lot better, though. I love the latter half, too. Like, um, I haven't listened to Denzel Curry before, but that song, Bad Luck. Yeah. Pff, I'm going to check. It's probably like the most, it's hip hop, but it's like the most punk song on the album. Mm. Fucking great song. Never heard of Karath Angren. Oh, yeah, no, same. The, the band that did Skull with a Forked Tongue. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, it's probably the most heaviest, most death metal song, but um, I never thought I'd step back into the world of symphonic metal. That, that is the closest thing to death metal on here. Yeah, by but, far. Yeah, I'm going to check those dudes' albums out. And then. Of course, you got you to gotta mention the obvious idols. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, why is that on here? I mean, I love Idols. The, the, the I don't know, but, but, but I, I think it's like the darkest song I, it's, I, Idols has done. It's, I don't think it's the darkest song they've done. I think it's one of them, for sure. Yeah, though. but it's not very Idols-like. That's, that's yeah, for sure. And then an- another band I'm a big fan of that's on here that's more like electronic synth-driven is Gunship. And they got fucking Dave Lombardo to play drums on it. I am just seeing it for the first time right now. I what, didn't even realize. What kind of fucking fever dream is this whole ex- this weird whole compil- album? It's a weird compilation. And, it went all out. And then, yeah, I never heard of Soccer Mommy, but I kind of like the they're like the least metal thing on here it's it's damn near pop i was it's like this is on a, a compilation called death metal are yes. you kidding you're closing it with that i liked it because it reminded me of going to like a big summer blockbuster and you have something like kiss by a rose which like has nothing to do with batman but it's like it's this love song that you have to put on the soundtrack for whatever reason oh i was like seal yes <laughs> seal. Like, oh yeah 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 I, that was on the batman forever it, so. it, that, of course that's where we all heard it for the yeah, first time yeah. and yet it feels so right yes uh. so that's why i didn't mind kissing in the rain here right. and just a fucking crazy like i who whoever pulled this shit off bra- bravo like it is a. It like is I said, very they wild. don't even do this for blockbusters these days. The yeah. fact that they were able to do it and get some very cool bands for a fucking comic book event makes it to get just alone to get idols Chelsea Wolf and Macedon associated with DC Comics. Yes, this is a very interesting and yes. that's worth and, some, and I'm glad praise. it was for a comic book event and not one of their shitty movies. Yeah, because that yeah. would have broke me a little. Yeah, yeah. But moving on. Okay, hold on. Right. I, I think I got to... Okay, I see what you're doing. Let me pull that up. Do you have the, the doc, the Google doc? Because uh, they're in that order. Yes. yes okay, cool. Yes. Uh, but this came out April 30th. And this one, I wasn't expecting... I wasn't expecting this one. I was, I, I was like, is this a typo? It's no typo, baby. This is Fortitude by Gojira. I was just... Oh, this song fucking rips, dude. Uh now, are you a Go- Gojira fan? Or? Nope. <laughs> never, well, I, I've, I've never really given a fair... I've listened to oh, one okay. album, like, passively. Never, okay. really, never latched on. There's some big, crazy riffs on here. Um, I listen to it quite a bit. I don't love it, oh. but it's, it's good. It's very good. This riff feels so much like Sepultura. You know, it's funny. This one 
And then I was reading about their other song, Amazonia. Yeah. And like specifically on Amazon, they were like our favorite band growing up was Sepultura. Hell yeah, it was. So they're like, you can really hear the the Sepultura. Oh yeah. <laughs> So this, this song does a wonderful job at setting the stage of what the album is, because it has the brutality here. But in a second, it's going to go gorgeous here. Mm. Oh, so... God damn it. I think I may have, like, talked over it a little bit. Those, like... Do you know what, like, that signature, like, Gojira, like, guitar... The scraping? Yeah. Yeah. There was tons of string scraping on this album. Um, and also, in, uh, we didn't get to it, but there's another section in that song that goes insane with the, t- the crazy time signatures. Oh, yeah. This very Dillinger-esque. Yeah. Or Meshuggah. Yeah. 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 They're always... It's just always been a band that's been, like, in my orbit, but I've never, like, fully committed to them. When this dropped, I'm like, that's fucking cool cover art. Yeah. And I'm like, I really, I feel like on paper it checks all the right boxes. Didn't, didn't, didn't do it for you? It's really good. I love it. Uh, yeah. I, I can admit yeah. that though. Like I just don't, I don't love it. I, cause I, I listened to the, I don't want to say it's the famous one, but it's the one wh- whose cover I've seen. Oh, with the, the whale. Maybe I'm forgetting then. It's a white cover white I, like yeah. off white yeah and there's like a moon and a whale on it i think so yeah yes so the, i listened the, a little bit of that one yeah when they yeah when they came out there was a lot of like comparisons to mastodon you've got these oh right guys with whale albums the same thing with another one of my picks that you'll we'll talk about oh, wait. that one that's the one okay it's a, now, it's a volcano okay is it called magma yes there we go and this was like one that's that, the other one. This, oh this, I, didn't, I didn't hear that one ah uh, no. for mars to serious is yeah. the their like big breakout one okay um yeah so when you heard little bits and pieces I'm like okay this is metal definitely metal i like metal yeah. but i'm like i'm not like all right it's not not doing that much so i was expecting the same with this i just kind of threw it on passively but the fucking riffs here dude they they got me like <clears throat> uh amazonia the the, the follow-up track so i love that weird like the course is batshit it's, yeah. it's so strange it's ugly and, and odd odd riffs also i don't know what that like australian like boing, 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 boing. yeah i don't know what that instrument's called they i i know i need to why but yeah. they have some crazy instruments on this album but in that song around three minutes in the, the it goes to this section and that that was like this is macedon at their peak yeah, like, yeah. and i sorry but macedon hasn't been at the peak for me you know in a bit a bit so it, yeah no it's fine so it, it gave me a little 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 bits of that and then another world is that's my God, second yeah. love it i kind of hate that those are my two favorite songs because they're fairly early on the right they're great yeah uh, love another world uh, especially on halfway it just gets ridiculous and then uh so like it's not a perfect album like i, I don't really care for hold on so much i think i think parts of it kind of make me cringe a little bit i like the vocals on hold on i think that's what i don't like about them mm. uh into the storm is another one that's fine but i hate the chorus uh so it's, overall it doesn't do much for it, but uh i just liked how fast into the storm was that's like objectively okay. like crank the speed up to 11 on that one that's how i feel about fucking the main riff to sphinx 
dude. That's what the, what the string scraping thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I like Sphinx too because like the vocals feel extra ugly on there. Yeah, yeah. It's some crazy shit here. Uh, yeah, the the scraping. I was on um newfound. It's like the scraping, and it's like their like trademark thing. But they, it's weird. It's like a new twist on it. Newfound. I think. <sighs> I think it's my favorite song on the, on the album. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it probably is. That main riff is absolutely insane. So it's like, I guess it's, it doesn't sound like they're scraping the strings. It sounds like they're just fucking they're they're sliding up really high and doing a little yeah. like uh you know all double picking or something because it's like, uh, it's a very very cool sound. It's a, it's a very interesting sound. And like, I guess that's what they're known for, like you said. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, you don't have too many other people doing it. And if they are, maybe it's I, not I, this I think tight. I don't because know. they've like. Like I, the market. I called it the Gojira sound. The Gojira sound. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah. And God damn, that song is, is so so fucking it's so hooky too. Um the 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 outliers, the interest the more more interesting songs in here are like the title track, which is full on shaman song oh, with dude. like a pop hook. You know what I lied? The title track going into the, the, chant. the chant. Yeah. I think that's yeah, uh, solid. Yeah, solid. So good. Yeah, because the title track has you know like hand drums and tambourines and it's mm-hmm. very like or we're sitting around a fire singing this, but it has it's a really catchy modern sounding hook. It's not like they're trying to you know uh, channel this old Native American kind of sound. Also, I I do like that it's it's two sides of the same coin because I like that you get the like very like tribal chanty. Yep stuff ironically not in the part called the chant and then exactly. the chant yeah. is the very like gojira it's metal full, yes full version of the same riff the same hook yeah so they're very very smart to kind of break it up into two yeah, two you, songs you get your your cake and eat it too on that one yeah that it's so catchy like that that fucking vocal line sticks in my head all the time um and then the other the other main crazy thing is the, the trails which mm-hmm. is Full on like indie edgy fucking like I don't what, what would you what would you call that? I don't I don't even know. Did I fucking write? It's, it's only with, with sung vocals. It's driving. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, I guess in yeah, it's very it, indie. Like, because also, um, not to go too far back, but they have like a very interesting story because they're from France, and apparently, if you're a musician in France, it's very hard to get out of that like that french uh music system really like it's pretty they have a pretty interesting story about like one you know their metal band which is already a hurdle in itself and then to like get out of the for people outside the country to hear their music okay it's quite quite the feat and like i think people like myself maybe like take that for granted. I think that was also like the appeal of their earlier stuff was uh-huh. like this band was not supposed to be oh, they're, they're big for a metal band but they're not yeah. sp- they're, supposed to be that big. Yes, yes. That's an, that's inspiring even. Jesus Christ. It is. Uh, yeah. And then it ends with a uh, with grind which is a lot more crazy scraping stuff. Yes. Uh brutal, great, but it has a really strong outro too. Um <clears throat> I love it. I didn't. I did not see myself jumping on board with this, like just mm-hmm. the, the latest one. But they're just great songs. It's not perfect, uh, but it blew away my expectations so, completely. So surprised when I opened it and saw it there. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Hey man, sometimes it just 
That's why it's a great year. I didn't yes. fucking expect so much, so many of my picks at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, love it. Love it. And I was picky. I was picky as shit this year. Oh, yeah, you were. I left so many of my favorite bands off this list because this album's better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, next, next pick. What do we got? Uh, this is, uh, I picked them two years ago. We got another, another sophomore album. This is, uh, Black Midi Cavalcade. Ooh, cool boy. Take some, uh, King Crimson. Take some Mahavishnu Orchestra. Yep. Throw a spoken word on top of it. <laughs> Y'all didn't see that. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the vinyl version, it's cool for some reason. You get like a little, little like THX intro. Oh, right. For some reason, only on the vinyl. That's interesting. Yeah. God, this band is weird. It's so weird, and this is. I think that this like. Do I think this? I mean, it's good. I I like every song on here, but like, I think this is the weakest one. So I like that it just like escalates. Yeah. From here. Like it's still a banger, but this is a All right. we, yeah. this this band is fucking absolutely bananas. Yeah. They've never not been well, this is the second album, right? Second they're, album. They're, they're continuing to be bananas then. And it's crazy because they didn't like their first album and there was a lot of improv on that last album that turned into songs. This sounds more unhinged, sounds more improv, but it's actually they did way more writing. Uh-huh. This is way more like predetermined and i'm like this is this is crazy to me yeah it's wild it's fucking Th- this crazy. one sounds more improv but they're like no we yeah. like wrote we wrote that's for this part shit right there dude and yeah you can you can hear it on songs like <laughs> kongromanaka paletta what, <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. uh the the way the drums are on that is Oh man, they, and then there's this the saxophone. This adds like a level of violence to that song. Um, yeah, but the the like I don't want to say muted or muffled, like way the drums are is made me think of of beef heart. Oh, okay. Um they they have like a full blown like cabaret long lounge style song. Yep. With Marlene Drench. The Wrench. I gotta find it. Uh just weird uh and then yeah one of one of my favorite songs of the year slow mm-hmm. oh man it's just there's some jazz in there there's some math rock it's actually a little more palpable than their other things and i just i love it um <clears throat> staying on pretty stuff like diamond stuff mm-hmm. let's see kind of breathe from the insanity that is this band has some like quieter parts mm-hmm. that are very slint like um i didn't realize how long these songs were like it doesn't really it doesn't it's not a long album but it doesn't feel like that no uh, like uh, the closer is fucking 10 minutes dude that oh man the closer is sending forth it's like <clears throat> guitar kind of makes me think of like medieval stuff mm-hmm. um it's an appropriate title because it sounds like something that's ascending i always yeah. think that's cool when you're 
it's the title and you're trying to think of how to like describe it. And I'm like, you would describe it as there's a word for that. I, if I found it, you're seeing, you're seeing it on screen right uh, now. Yeah, yeah. I know there's, there's a word for that in music where the words are matching what's happening in the music. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, sometimes there's so much going on in this band. Sometimes the bass gets a little lost, but on dethrone, great, great, uh, great bass playing. Mm. I'm sure the bass playing is insane on all of it, but yeah. it's like highlighted yeah. on dethrone. Because these are cacophonous. These are really hard to follow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, the last one I'll do, Hogwash and Boulder Dash. I wrote Unhinged Ren and Stimpy music. Nice. Ooh, goddamn. Yeah. Man, these... These guys feel like they're pulled out of like a weird fiction, like old timey England fiction novel. Yeah. And I, I think I, I bought it up two years ago, but I'll repeat myself for new listeners. Um, growing up, going to the smell in my early 20s, they remind me a lot of bands I would watch at the smell. And I'm just like, how does this how does this happen that obviously they're younger than me? And like on the other side of the world, channel this very like specific yeah. Yeah. sound. And I think that that's part of why I've like loved them. And mm. I, I, they were like the first concert I went back to and I was just fucking floored that en- the energy mm-hmm. this band commands when uh, they're on stage is just electric. It's, I love them so much. Nice, nice. Uh, on to the next. Man, we have so many left. I didn't realize we have so many albums left. But this came out uh, June 11th. June 11th. This is another one that I did not see coming. Did not yes. see coming. How could I ever see this coming? How could anybody see this no coming? No one could see this coming. No one could see this coming. This is Big Mess by Danny Elfman. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you included this because I was going through my shit. I was like, I fucking forgot about this album. I'm so glad you picked so it. So crazy. Also, I didn't see it on anyone. They're else. fucking out of their minds, dude. No, this is legit, like legitimately one of the best albums of the year. It's crazy. Yeah, one of the best. If you want to call it metal, hard rock, whatever. The industrial fuck metal. Yeah. Danny Elfman doing industrial metal. Uh, with the uh, great John John Free Sean Drums. Yep. yep. What, what was he? What was the one we, that we covered that he was in? Um, I forget, but he's like a big like he's studio in, he's studio drummer. Yeah. yeah. And those vocals, madness, genius. The way yeah. they fucking oh, just. Produced. I mean, it's Danny Elfman, so of course it's produced. Huge production. Yeah. That's the thing. That's when you get like a brilliant composer yeah. to make aggressive music. This he, is what happens. He doesn't sing on this album, but it, that's him the whole time, baby. Holy shit! Also, he looks like someone's grandma, which makes this even. Let's get a woman. It makes this album even better. <laughs> Oh man. So this is the strangest album on my list because I mean, uh, holy shit. So Danny Elfman, uh, 
I don't, I forget the reason that he started writing uh, <clears throat> like solo songs, but I guess he he couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. He initially wrote two songs, non-commissioned, like finally yeah. songs for fun. Yeah. He just wrote these songs for me. And then he couldn't stop himself and he just wrote 16 more. Yes. <laughs> just, I just threw them all. And so this is a, a massive album. It's a double album, fucking 72 minutes and it's separated, separated into discs on streaming, <clears throat> which is uh, like when, you, when we say double album, it usually just means like 60 minutes and up kind of mm-hmm. thing. But this is a double disc album where it's like, too long this is 70 72 minutes that's fuck it's it's massive that's the that's the worst part about our list is so there's there's three there's three double yeah they're big (laughs) big fucking albums so uh so first this one does not feel like it though it's crazy so i don't think it's a perfect album by any means a lot of songs i don't care for a lot of songs that i think are fairly average but the songs that hit are so insane Mm -hmm. they're so insane and brilliantly written and the, the arrangements are they're as batshit as you would expect from the guy who wrote the music for Beetlejuice. Yes. It's, it's that fucking crazy. So you know you know what I like realized listening to this is I never realized how much strapping young lad sounds like Danny Elfman. That's interesting. Yeah. That's I mean, that's why I like it so much. Love yeah. Strapping Young Lad. Yeah. So you get song like the, the opener, sorry. It's like that is the obviously you when you hear that you know you're in for some shit. Mm-hmm. It's like this is it really heavy i'm not expecting this old man who looks like a old woman to sound this fucking crazy heavy and then you get true which is the follow-up track that is the most heavy industrial thing i've heard all it's crazy year. yeah it's unbelievable yeah it's it it's kind one of my favorite songs of the fucking year it kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh one john carpenter who also came out with an album that, yeah that's how stack it yeah, uh, but kind of he kind of reminds me of uh, how John Carpenter started doing like electronic music. Yes, because he wrote, he made the music for his movies, but this, finally he's just making music for myself. It's this fucking old men who have composed movies, fucking killing it. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. And then there's a lot of like because there's so many songs, a lot of crazy highlights. Uh, one of them is uh, "Dance with the Lemurs," which. It's, it has the exact same bass line as Song Gets Itself from Shellac. Exact. I think it's like in 5-8 yeah. or something. Um, but it's, it's, it's a great song. It's really percussive and groovy. And then uh, you get Choose Your Side, which is just super, so fucking pounding. It's like the fact that he, Danny Elfman can go, can go this heavy is just, it's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, was it um, the song Happy? It's it's the first song on the second disc. I believe that it's one of the first songs that he wrote that caused the chain reaction. Yeah. Uh, it is it is true insane circus music, yes. which means it it's is Danny Elfman music. Dude, it is it's a fucking schizophrenic industrial masterpiece. Was That's it, that song. Was it McCluskey where we've discovered you like circus music? It was where it was confirmed. I think yes, that I love yes. circus music. Yeah, that cemented it. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that happy is just it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's so. It's terrifying. It's frantic. It's like, oh, this guy is out of his fucking mind. So goddamn good. Uh, and I, ultimately, I do think the the second disc is a lot weaker than the first one. But when it hits, goddamn, like uh, Love in the Time of COVID is a crazy banger. Uh, and then you have songs like Better Time, Cruel Compensation, uh, The Closer, Insects, which is like this funky jungle song. Mm-hmm. But the song Get Over It, I think, is Elfman in his fucking ultimate form in his prime in yeah. his it is peak elfman because it has all the crazy kookiness of the batman return soundtrack but 
It Let's is watch that movie so good. Dude, I know. But it's so heavy, so satisfying, so well written. Fucking punishing. Oh god. It's too good. Too yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Thank you for including it. And you gotta hear this. It's Danny Elfman. It's fucking crazy. Doing heavy music. It's a it's a gem. It should be on more year end. It's I do agree that with some of them, I guess, that it's 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 long and it's fairly inconsistent, but the, what he does here is so unexpected and it nails it so hard with mm-hmm. the when, when he goes really hard, when he really goes for it. Uh, you have to acknowledge this. You have to fucking acknowledge this. Oh. Ah, but anyway, good. moving on. Uh, yeah. So my next pick, the only hip hop album on my on my list, sadly, um, this is from an artist from Montreal called Backwash. And the album's titled I Lie Here Buried with My Rings and My Dresses. And guess what? Still fucking metal. It is. This album does things I've never heard ever before. I'm always pleasantly surprised when I'm always like, I think I even like, hey, I don't know if you like it. Yeah. If you want to check it out. It's. I want to talk about this one. Yeah, good, good. My mind's stuck in the torture chamber. It's locked and dangerous. Also, I love like sampling like black metal screams in the background. What the love fuck? That yes. And yeah, she's just a, a screamer like. I should have left a note Cause if life is what you make of it I'm going for the do or die approach I just took some fireball With some shit that I don't know Should have took some Tylenol Or maybe supersized it all Alright, nice maybe Um, yeah I actually discovered Her like Kind of on accident Someone like posted this like lame This lame white guy rapping And the, everyone was this ragging on him And the person who posted it Was like oh shit this kind of blew up If you guys want to check out like a real rapper Who's doing something interesting Like please check out Backwash And so I I clicked on it and I was like Oh shit It's like this like whole metal motif yeah on her previous album she like sampled like black sabbath mm-hmm. um also this to tie a little bow into it uh love loves godspeed oh really before the before um this the is like this spoken word thing yeah um yeah. and the Things like that happen because of her, her, oh, right. her level sound bites and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, those are very like the Godspeed influence coming through there. I this this album does a thing that I've never heard in the world, which is screech rapping, yes. shriek rapping. Yes, like 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 black metal shrieking, but rapping. Yes, and it's, it kind of works. It's fucking yes. crazy. Going back to what I was saying, like ah, this. This generation fucking gets how to do the metal rap thing extremely well. Listen, we love corn here, okay? That's not what we're saying. No, but we are if saying you listen that to us. You know, we love corn. <laughs> we love corn, but this is <laughs> this, this is, is a lot more tastefully integrated. Yes, yes. Um, 
and yeah, I just like this is a fairly short album too, which I think like yeah. really like really helps it. And yeah, this like crazy batch story too, like raised in Zamba, um, in Africa. Her mm-hmm. family moved to Montreal, Canada, um, and then like yeah, as she was like starting her career, she, she talks about it in the song Terror Packets um came out as you know transgender and it's just like dang she's got like three things going against her like immigrant transgender uh and being black in canada is like you are the most metal person also let's not forget the most the most alienating thing liking black metal yes yes (laughs) and like despite it all she's able to like take these things and make this like fresh like horror metal genre because i know some rappers like um they have this thing called beast coast and i don't want to i can't think of any off the top of my head but these rappers who like i was like man that sounds cool like horror driven hip-hop and i'd listen to it i'm like this is kind of pedestrian yeah yeah and like this sounds like how i wanted that beast coast thing oh, okay to sound. and with a name like beast coast you would you'd expect something beastly yes yes or like something that sounds like um what's that fucking rizza thing oh like grave diggers like grave diggers that's the thing but we have to do grave diggers episode at some point but that's the thing about that album that just sounds like it kind of just sounds like Wu Tang, but with horror elements. Yes, yes. So uh, it's this sounds like its own thing. This completely. no, no, no. This what I mean is it's like the next step. Next yeah, step. Yeah. It's taking it, taking it real hard, real hard. Um, yeah, like the title track, you can just fucking bang your head to that. Um, you could maybe play some songs like "In Thy Holy Name." Like they they are like hit more hip hop driven than yeah. screaming. Um. Blood in the Water, produced by one of my favorite weird hip-hop acts, Clipping. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool that you got, like, Clipping and Backwash. They're kind of kindred spirits in the sense that, like, we're going to sample things you don't normally yeah. sample in hip-hop. And then, uh, yeah, Burn of the Ashes, this crazy industrial mm. electronic shit. Also came out with an EP called Stigmata on Bandcamp. But uh-huh. Yeah, just real interesting new artists. I'm excited to see. Hell yeah, and here. Hell yeah. So let's see, we're gonna skip some stuff on our our list here because we talked about it. Uh, next, I guess. Oh yeah, that threw me off a little bit. Um, yes, yeah. I I got you, fam. Hell yeah. So this one we will be talking about in like three, four weeks, about three weeks. Yes. Uh, just because that's the way we do this. It came out uh, <clears throat> October fifteenth. This is Melvin's Five-Legged Dog. Mike added this album last second, and I straight up told him, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to it. It's... A little long. I mean, it's a little long. I'd listen to it because I love the Melvins. Like yeah. I'd heard it, but I'm like, there's, there's no, way, there's no way I can do notes on it. This album is literally two and a half hours long. Yes, literally two and a half hours. Long. This is like a quadruple album. 
God damn, did I enjoy the hell of it. All of you, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Is, this, is this an original? Is this the only original? I don't know, honestly. I'm gonna find out right now. It's not supposed to be. No, this came out. Uh, what album is this? Uh, Walk with Love and Death. Mm, okay. So it's it's the same time period. Yeah. We got a lot to cover. So in case you didn't put it together, this is an album of Melvin Song's Acoustic. Yes. Which sounds like, oh, that's kind of a, it's not an original album. A novel idea. It is not, it's novel and it's not exactly the most, this is the least essential of anything on my list because it is songs that you can get everywhere else. Mm -hmm. But I like, I I mean, the way they pull it off is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I didn't think it was going to be bad, but. The one, the most important, because I don't have that much to say because it's not, you know, a collection of original songs exactly. But uh, the most important thing about this, I think, is that Dale doesn't fucking hold back on drums here. No, it's still He's Dale playing full volume, and it's Dale. He's the <laughs> hardest hitting drummer in the world. Yeah, and. These these are acoustic songs, and he's hitting it like he would at any other time, yeah. and that makes it that makes it <laughs> like no acoustic albums do that. None that I fucking heard. Every bullshit MTV unplugged thing they're playing with the stupid brushes and you shit. Got the brushes, like I get it. You're, you if you're trying to be acoustic, you're trying to be more gentle. But why 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 can't acoustic mean hard and heavy? Yeah. Why and Melvin's shows us that you can. It can mean that. It, it w- sounds great. It would be the Melvins to do that. It's the most Melvins thing ever. <laughs> it's the most Melvins acoustic thing ever. And uh, the the most drastic change is the vocals. Uh, Buzz is uh, doing a lot of falsetto stuff. He's doing a, a lot. He's not. He's doing way less of that. Yeah, they they aren't just rehashing it. It's like these the 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 choices are like very deliberate. They're also arran- arranged a lot differently. A lot of the songs are completely different. Like uh, you got. Uh, they do a hung bunny and Roman Dogbird mm-hmm. off Lysol back to back, which anybody who knows Melvin's knows the, the, you know, sludge masterpieces, possibly the greatest sludge songs ever written. Mm-hmm. If you combine them into one 18 minute song, um, <clears throat> the way they do it here, hung bunny is a different song here. It's uh, vocally driven, which was not the case. No, you, not on a drone sludge thing. It's a drone song. And they, they, so they add these really God, fucking pretty, vocal harmonies uh there's more riff to it it's not just one note with the occasional drum hit mm-hmm. it's it's more of a song now even still very you know droney and then hearing roman dogbird with this context all acoustic it still fucking rips it still <laughs> hits as hard and the same thing with songs like uh uh am i thinking um like like uh billy fish Oh yeah, which like hearing any of the big business era songs done like this, just stripped down. It's great. It yeah. just works fucking really well. And then there's a, like slight changes here and there, like like <clears throat> songs like "At the Stake" from Stoner Witch. Like it's a minute and a half long, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's really endearing. And uh, the 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 part, well, not the part, but like one of my favorite aspects of this uh, whole album are the covers. There's a a, a decent amount of co- covers here. Uh, some of which that they've done in the past, like Halo Flies from Alice Cooper. They've I've seen them do it live. They, yeah. do, they do a lot of Alice Cooper songs. This version of Halo Flies is phenomenal. It's Holy it's shit. so much better than you would ever because it's just 
you because you hear that song. You listen. Let's say you listen to the original Halo Flies. It's fucking masterpiece. Masterpiece of a song. Sure. Love the song. And then you hear the Melvins do it live. And it's like, oh, this can be even bigger and heavier than the original. It's awesome. And then you never consider that acoustically going in the opposite direction. It's just as fucking great. It's yeah. it, it, just in a different way. Just in a different way. Love it. They cover fucking Brainiac here. Yep. They cover Flypaper and they change it. You guys know how much I love Flypaper. Oh, <laughs> dude. Brainiac is this shit. Listen yeah. to that episode. So the cover of Flypaper here, they change notes to make it jauntier and happier. Mm-hmm. So they're still transforming shit even when they clearly don't need to because they're playing Flypaper acoustically, which is already weird and crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's just super endearing. And you hear, obviously, like songs like fucking Anaconda, which is an entirely brand new intro. Uh, just little twists on songs that we're familiar with in addition to them being heavy acoustic songs. Yeah. Uh, it's delightful. I love it. And then uh, last last note. Um, I believe you get Jeff Pincus on bass for the whole. I don't know if it's the whole album. This Wikipedia is barren for sure, this, sure. this album. Um, but he's, I'm assuming he's on the whole album because he sings for a few songs. He sings on uh, the cover of Everybody's Talking from Midnight Cowboy, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, and then uh, as well as like Don't Forget to Breathe, which I think uh, was on the album that Pinkett Sports Technician yeah. was on. We haven't covered it, those albums yet, but we will in a few weeks. But it's long. But if you're a Melvin's fan, you got it. You got it. It's delightful. Got to do it. Anyway, moving on. Okay. My next pick is uh, 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 an artist who has this continued to surprise me. This is Andrew WK. God is partying. Amazing album cover. Great album cover. He usually has really good album covers. Um, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but this Andrew WK was the first concert I've ever. I think you did mention that. Attended. Yeah. And I was not expecting him to have this longevity. Oh, no one was. No one was. And it, it, it is someone's the party guy. It's just so delightful. It's majestic. <laughs> I fucking love some of these songs. A lot of these songs. It's one of my best songs of the year. For this thing, you gotta do it. You gotta do a slow. Oh yeah, the, the like weird like punch yeah. AWK yeah. dance thing. You gotta slow it way down. Not as, not as natural. Yeah. Also, I don't think he's ever gone like this metal. Really? Because this is metal. This whole album is like metal. No, he's done like metal, but not like these like brutal, big, like epic, brutal riffs. And it's like giant symphonic metal. This is this whole album, yeah. This man's married to Cat Dennings. Holy shit. She got lucky, all right? She, she fucking lucked out. Oh, this part. Oh. <laughs> Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, he let the vocals come in a little bit. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's why we're here. We're singing. Takes a while, though. Man, this takes a long time. For I me. didn't realize. Neither did I. I didn't realize. Um, I w- his last album... Uh, very different from the 
Oh, there's still there's still partying on here, but in a different way. Yes, yeah. he's evolved the definition of partying. And his last album, um, I think it's called like "You're Never Alone" or something. That is, there's there's some beautiful like inspirational spoken words stuff where he talks about how, like, where he's like redefining what party is. It's like. Yeah believing yourself oh and, yeah positive and, and there's, PMA. yes there's a lot of like pma on this um that opening track obviously fucking killer and then it doesn't it doesn't stop when you get to babylon it's just it's cinematic it's epic it's very it's very the whole album is very cinematic it, <clears throat> yes it has the orchestralness to most of the songs i think yes i uh, you have songs like no one to know which captures like loneliness, but because it's AWK, it's still very, very triumphant. Mm-hmm. Um, stay true to your hearts, kind of weak, but the message of the song is very on brand. The man is very positive. Yes, very on brand. And then, um, holy shit, I'm in heaven. That song's insane to me. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. That song and my tower, it's just like, what the fuck are we doing here in the best, best, best way possible? And then maybe not the funniest song of the year, but one of the funniest songs of the year. And we blew apart. Oh, I don't know if you remember that. I don't. It's just him singing. We came together. We blew our load. Oh, and, and then we blew apart. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny and it's kind of weird because this album and the last album are kind of like uh they're kind of similar and it's kind of funny to put that on an album that is like so sincere and mm. like straightforward and positive to put this like very like punny we came yeah. together yeah. we blew our load we, yeah. we blew apart um so yeah it's just like Man, he makes me, he makes me smile so much. He's a delightful and, man. <laughs> yeah, well, when I was yeah sixteen years old, I was like, "This novelty act is fun. I like it a lot." I was not expecting to still be talking mm-hmm. about Andrew fifteen some years later. That's ultimately the most surprising thing that he never got uncool. <laughs> I mean, I, because he, I think because he shifted into this super positive, sweet guy. I mean, he always was like, I know there were, there was like a show on MTV where he would give people, um, life advice. Uh-huh. So he always was that guy, but it didn't like come out in his music. That's, as yeah, much. Yeah. Like, like the, because the, obviously he was the party guy. Like, that was his music persona. I think it was such a smart move to like bring more of him as yes. a guy out. Uh, because I don't like I like the album. I don't I don't love the album. It was like it was a it's a strong album, yeah. and I like it even more that it's him. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like I I think the cover is a a great cover because he's still doing the gimmick of wearing like his dirty oh, yeah, all, all white. white yeah, but like it's also like very vibrant and he's laying in trash. Heavy and contrast it, in the colors. Yeah, yeah. It's just like oh man, I, I yeah. I'm going to end it there nice. because I'm just going to keep saying positive. You get what you put out, right? And this man is just putting out fucking good vibes all around. Good vibes and big titted wives. Oh, 
Oh, that's gonna be the fucking quote of the fuck. That's his next <laughs> album. Al- that, yeah, that's his next album. Good vibes and big titty wives. Hell yeah. Uh next on the list. Where am I? Where am I? Oh another surprise to me. You this Mike's full surprise. Full surprise. Can't be pegged, man. Can't be pegged. But this also definitely surprised me. Oh yes. boy, I'm excited. I'm very excited because this came out October 29th. This is Self-Loather by Ghost Bath. I have not listened to this band in years. Yep. Years. This fucking song, dude. As soon as those vocals came in, I knew I was, I was golden. You, you were, yeah. That was my biggest complaint with this band with the vocals. Ooh. But now, now you like them. Now I like them. This this song does so much amazing shit. There's a section coming up that I, I fucking lose it over. Also, I like on first on first listen, I was like. I'm like, this is straightforward black metal. Yeah. But on like second listen, no, there are other other riffs. It's oh, not, yeah. Yeah. Is it right here? It's not, yeah. I'm going to wait for it to come on. But this uh, this is, this album is the fucking king of guitar harmonies, which mm. you don't often hear done this intricately and this melodic in black metal. There's a section coming up where they, it's a perfect example. Oh yeah, it's fucking yeah. That's the one that. God, oh yeah, so much. These guitars. Now that yeah, that was a little lengthy. I did. I thought the section was going to come on sooner, but that's what I was trying to highlight. Yeah, the double picking harmonized guitars on this album for now. This was up there for album of the year. This was holy this shit. Was, this is one of the ones where uh, this this might grow on me because like just a lot of these albums I've listened to multiple times throughout the year, but. This was like new to me, so mm. I, I wasn't able to digest the way you have. Ghost Bath is one of those bands that I was told to listen to by people whose taste I trust. And I listened to Moon Lover, which is the one with the amazing cover that was like their their biggest breakout album. Everyone was drunk on Sunbather. It was like, give us more. And I listened to it. Years after I heard Sunbather and became the biggest Death Heaven fan ever mm-hmm. until this year. Just kidding. Uh, and I didn't care for it that much. I was like, it's not bad. I can't say it's bad. It's well done. Mm-hmm. The songs are fine. They're good songs. But the, uh, I mentioned probably in a, in a previous episode a long time ago that the guitarist from Death Heaven, I forget his name, the one with the glasses. Um, he looks like uh, Joe Lou Trulio from... Uh, Don't you hear? No, 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 uh, no, no, no. That's the, that's the Middle Eastern one. The other one. 
No, Car- is it Carrie? Whatever. I'm the the nerdy looking one, who, the one who looks like our friend John. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, yeah. anyway, anyway, um, he came out just trashing Ghost Bath, trashing them, saying they fucking stole everything from us. Oh, like because like the name of the album mm. and like they have a song called Happy House, which is a little eerily similar to Dream House. Uh, Even like Moonbather. Moon, uh, yeah, or, or, Moon Lover, sorry. Moon Lover, yeah. Sunbather. It's yeah. very eerily similar, and plus they're doing like the the shoegazy kind of thing with the black metal. It's like. That's a little on the nose, buddy. If you didn't steal from them, you're going to have to make a tough case yes. to, to defend yourself. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And I didn't really like the album, so I didn't care about the the rivalry so much because I didn't I didn't have any feelings toward the music. Here, suddenly the tables are turned where I love the Ghost Bath album <laughs> and I hate the Death Heaven album. And now, first of all, this doesn't sound like Death Heaven. This is just black metal. And the, the elements that are kind of shoegazy, they're, they're done in a way that's not nearly as... as um, <clears throat> like delay driven or spacious. They're, they're a lot more contained and minimal. Uh, they're not going crazy with reverb stuff here. The The stuff breaking up is mostly piano ballads, like full on piano ballads, mm-hmm. which is uh, definitely they didn't do stuff like that. But everything else is just black metal with the most hooky guitar lines. Like the writing here is fucking spectacular. Um, the opening alone, obviously, I left it on for like an hour. I love the song. And then you got High From The Sun, which starts out with a woman crying, which I guess that's what you get when you're listening to fucking suicidal, depressive black metal. Um, I mean, the shrieks kind of sound like women cry. So the, you just reminded me. One of the biggest things I didn't like about Ghost Bath were the vocals because they were not exactly black metal vocals. They were... Ah! Uh, ah! Yeah. That was the entire... First two albums. I haven't heard the, the third album, so I can't say. Mm-hmm. But that was the whole thing. Just that kind of shrieking. And it's a little annoying. Mm-hmm. And here, they're they're there. They're still up, but they're, they are buried. They're in the background. They're only in cer- certain sections. And it adds to this kind of depressing, kind of suicidal and morbid effect of the songs. But mostly you get either regular black metal vocals or death metal growls. And they work really well. Yeah, I like the more um, death metal stuff on uh, shit, shit, shit. Sorry. I thought I remembered. I thought wrong. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, On Mask. Oh. That song. That Wait, song. Stood oh, oh Sanguine Mask? Yeah. That that song stood out to me. Oh, it definitely stands out because that's uh that song is one of the most the it has one of the most hideous black metal main riffs. Mm. It is a hideous riff. It's super memorable, but that one is it's gonna put off a lot of people. That's like the song, like I, I think that'll that'll lose people that are not really into extreme metal. That's funny because that's the song where I'm like, maybe I'll listen to this album again. It's, cause, exactly, because yeah. we're extreme metal guys. We <laughs> like this shit. Uh, and then, like, if you stick around, the, the fucking cellos and piano at the end, mesmerizing, yeah. gorgeous. Uh, I think fucking sinew and vain. That's is, another standout. Yeah. It's probably the best song on the album. It's one of the best songs of the year. The, that main riff kicks so much ass. It, yeah. It's such a fucking memorable main riff. Like. It's in my head right now, and I'm like, I, I want to just hear it again. It's just yeah. unbelievable. One of the best songs of the fucking year. And then uh, pretty quickly in the song, it breaks down, jumps into this fucking indie riff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, it's, it's it sounds like an indie riff the way it's written, but it's also the guitar tone sounds totally indie. Yep. And it's out of nowhere, nothing else, nothing else like that in the album. It's just such a fucking well-rounded, beautifully written song. Oh, fucking spectacular. And then shout out to Unbearable, too, that song. Bearable, damn good, yeah. damn damn good, damn good. My only complaint is uh, 
it ends kind of weak with uh, flickering wicks of black. Uh, I think it's the weakest song there. I, it could have been cut from the album, let alone closing it, which is like, in a way I don't mind because every other song is phenomenal. So it kind of, I'm already, I'm already sold by the mm-hmm. time it comes on, but also it is, uh, it was things like that, that kind of made me, like I told you, it was so hard to pick a, a favorite, a best of the year. I had to just find little things and like, okay, that, that took it out. And that's like one of the things like lingua ends really strong. All right, you're out. Reminds me in the Simpsons when Homer's the football coach, he's like, uh, uh, I forgot all this. Hey, uh, I really like your hustle. That's why it's so hard to cut you. Oh that's, yeah. Uh, that's you right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an incredible, album. it's not album of the year for me, but I see it being album of the year for a lot of people. It's, it's so fucking great. If you like black metal, at least if you like black metal, oh, yeah. hell yes. Anyway, moving on. That leads us to our, I think our second overlay. This is converge and oh wait that came that came out way oh, later we're, we're, we're doing what you're wearing right now oh okay my bad my bad i got my i'm all i'm all backwards oh good sorry sorry i got my devices mixed up too but this came out i'm gonna talk slowly go for it same day same exact day as goes bad october 29th this is what would we got, Alex? This is uh, Mastodon's Hushed and Grim. That cover, as usual, is amazing. Yes, the, the artist who's been working with them for a long time, Leviathan, Blood Mountain. Does he do the merch art as well? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. It seems different. Yeah, yeah. So this, uh, this is a weird album for me. I think it's the album I've listened to the most because I I just don't know how to feel about it. But I rather like include it and talk about it than not. And that's why that's why it's on here. This is a great fucking song. I yeah. felt very good after hearing this. Like, all right, this yes. guy. We'll get some Troy vocals, and then we'll... So, that's one... Uh, there's a lot of things to say about this album, but, but go ahead. Uh, yes. So, um, this is kind of similar to Tool Sphere Inoculum, where it's a band I love, arguably doing a bloated, boring album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> As a fan of the band, it still scratches that itch for me. I think there's enough. There's enough on here. There's enough good things. There's a lot of things that should maybe be like f- more front and center that kind of just get lost in the background, especially if you've only listened to it once. Like this is not. If someone like listened to this album first go through and like fuck yeah Yeah. like you're weird you're weird because (laughs) the things i latched onto are the things i latched onto on multiple listens i liked so uh it's a massive album so i i only heard it i think one full time through Mm -hmm. uh and 
well, maybe it was more, you know, I'm forgetting now. I think I might've heard it more than once, but point is, uh, my least favorite album of theirs in a while. Uh, cause I, I was a big, big fan of Emperor Sand. Yes. From a few years yes. Ago. I really that, liked that one. Yeah. That was really well constructed. Not a lot of filler. This has a lot of things that I, I feel like are dub- filler. It's a double album. It's, yeah. There's so many things. So I have a few problems with, with this like you get some really really good shit like even the crux is fucking rad too like it oh i love i love the main course on that the i feel pressure and there's yeah. like screaming underneath it and it's and obviously it's produced like a fucking beast and they're still at the top of their game they're still writing interesting stuff there's like there's good songs all over all over this massive album that was my issue is like it's you can't say it's bad. You can't say it's bad writing, but also like if it's boring, it's fucking boring. That's the thing. And that ultimately what it is like, basically every song is either five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. Some of them are obviously more interesting and well-written than others. So it, it, it kind of highlights the ones before it that weren't quite as interesting. And then the, the, the thing that made me sad about it was, so I, I love Braun Braun's voice, his singing voice. I've always liked his singing voice. He is, it's a complete opposite of everyone else in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously get Brent with the nasally kind of stuff and you get Troy with the, <gasps> yeah. And so he, his clean stuff. And obviously he's singing better here. He's doing more vibrato stuff. He's clearly a better vocalist now, but on this album, it is finally very apparent that he does the same stuff. Every time he does the same kind of vocal lines mm-hmm. all the time. Everything mm-hmm. revolves around that kind of thing. Same types of vocal lines and basically every song that he sings in and where I kind of didn't notice it before or the, the song around it was so strong that it kind of didn't matter because his vocals it's, were only one part of it. It's very front and center here. It's very clear he's using the bag of tricks and, and it, it's like, it's not necessarily a bad thing if it sounds fine, but uh, with a, with someone like Troy who just screams and stuff it's just screaming. So you- Troy, Troy's the only guy in here who doesn't age. Like he's, he's still he's, Troy. Yeah. And even then, I don't like the way he's mixed on here. He sounds more breathy than usual, mm. but he still sounds like Troy still sounds fine. But you're not exactly, uh, when you're hearing screaming vocals, you're not really expecting to hear anything else. Whereas you're hearing someone singing and you're hearing the same types of lines over yeah. and over again. You're like, that's uh, you've done that. Um, I will say the best, like, I think my favorite, maybe, maybe the best he sound though, despite all that on sickle and peace. I okay. think that's one of my favorite vocal performances from him. Um, I like the weird, like Billy Eilish vocals in the beginning. I kind of wish they would like come back throughout, uh, like give me, like, Give me something really different. That's exactly. It's, it's very much a, a Mastodon album of Mastodon songs. And the, and that's what, I, like, the female vocal, it's like you you dip your toes and you get, like, little little pieces, but it mm-hmm. never, like, I, I think I still like it. Um, it's kind of a miss, but just because it's also kind of a throwback, the Beast kind of uh-huh. reminds me of, like, they would close their albums with these Elephant Man songs. And the beast very much uh, is one. It reminds me a lot of those. You get one of the few vocal appearances by Brent because I'm assuming his vocals are are shot. And that's why that song doesn't work for me. Yes. It's, uh, it's finally to the point where like you can make 
I mean, like, listen, his voice is what it is. Like, mm. I, I don't, I never really minded his voice. I, I kind of was okay with the nasally nature of it. <clears throat> but the way this album is mixed, the vocals are so prominent, more so than a lot of metal albums. And yes. I think they, it, it hurts it, especially with, with a voice like that. It's, especially at this point, like Mastodon has always, always had riffs. And I think the riffs are still there. And to have them kind of take a back seat to the singing is it's it doesn't i think it's a it's a doesn't do a, a, a good service to the riffs uh but yes yeah, so, i mean even without the vocals i don't really care for the beast that much and a lot of a lot of it was like uh all right i mean if you don't like the riff out the gate you get get ready for fucking five more minutes of it that's like it's it's crazy because there are there are a lot of riffs i like it's just like they aren't they don't stick with you. They're they're not really like infectious the way other Mastodon things are. Um, the album's called Hush and Grim, which I think is appropriate because the first album is very hushed. <laughs> and the second, the second. No. That's where the grim. That's where what what Braun calls. That's where the rippers are. Uh-huh. They're the the more upbeat, and I think that's why it works better for me. Super like I. I love pushing the tides. It's, I think that's a great song. Mm. Super weird. That was inspired by Amphetamine Reptile. Wild bands. Wild. Some, somehow. Somehow. Jesus. Um, I love peace and tranquility. It's like you get everything. It's hard. It's fast. It's triumphant. There's somber parts. There's math rock. Just uh, dagger. Um, very similar. Well, not similar, but in the same spirit of like lingua, where you just bring on all these like weird, mm-hmm. weird instruments and a and a moog, and it's just. And then when Trace sings the price we paid to know you, you, you die a little inside yeah. because it's a tribute to their late manager. Oh, who uh, I think it's been a few years. Uh, Nick John. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he and um, there's. I don't love I don't love this song. It's just a crazy story behind it. Had it all. I love that opening riff. It sounds nothing like Mastodon has done before. And then this song this kind of flatlines and doesn't. And then it's made even more upsetting when you find out Kim from Soundgarden did the solo. Oh, um, because right. he was There's some guests on here. Yes. Also, <laughs> I love I love the story of this song. So it's Mastodon. You have Kim from Soundgarden because he was one of Nick Sean's favorite guitar players and also making an appearance. One of the sweetest things ever. Troy's mom plays French horn on that song. I didn't know that. And it's just like, I wish this song was fucking cool. <laughs> I wish it was amazing. I love the story behind it. Yeah. I, I, but yeah. And then, um, yeah, I think some songs towards the end, like Savage Land, get a little overlooked because you probably have fatigue at this point. Yeah, yeah. But like, that is a, a good fucking song that slaps Savage Lands. Yeah. So, I mean, oddly... A lot of negative things about a, an album of the year or an album's uh, best album of the year. Kind of, I, I put over a few positives yeah, there, but it, it does have problems. But it is a band that's still trying and still it, doing it. That's it, the most insulting. I take it back and I said that that was the most insulting thing I could have ever said. They're trying, it's still good, but it's just not for me. Yeah, and then yeah, like I said, I can't, I can't deny that they are still like very talented songwriters and I'd rather be wrong and regret it than not talk about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, say what you will about this album, but, uh, 
it's an album and there's some <laughs> there's some cool songs if you want to just sift through it maybe listen to it one album at a time yeah the the length is definitely one of the biggest uh intimidation factors for it uh but yes. next on the list and i got it queued up got it queued up Ooh, baby if you want to hear something completely different than the album we were just talking about get ready this is uh, this came out november 5th this is emmer with rundles engine of hell Let me tell you something. I don't love this album, but I read a few interviews with her, and I just fucking like respect the shit out of her. I've read no interviews, but I do love the album. Yes, so we're in the complete opposite. Because I, I needed like I needed something to like latch onto, yeah. and I'm like, obviously she's a cool lady. Cool she, lady. Because I love the thou stuff. This is the most intimate, close album I've heard in a very long time. This? There is no reverb on this album at all. It is right fucking there. It's minimal takes, no overdubs. Oh, no overdubs. Love this, it. Um, Goddamn. Yeah, just... This is a crazy, crazy backstory about how this album was formed, too. I'm going to ask you about that in a moment. I mean, because this really is the album. It's either yes. this or an acoustic guitar. Yes. Basically, there, there are a few, like three songs I like, um, even though I just talk. Look, we've talked about a lot of depressing dark yeah shit this for some reason this is the most depressing this is the one that did this is the most depressing album i'm gonna start crying oh boy all right let's let's hear it oh no not even like even without knowing the but i like listen to it i'm like i'm i'm just gonna crawl in bed and eat ben and jerry's all day um first of all i had no idea she was in red sparrows i haven't listened to that band in forever red i don't Spar- even know who that is red sparrows is red you should check them out right. um so she started writing this alone in Wales and then like other things, the pandemic happened and this lady's got a real, like, again, like many artists we talked about, she's got, she loves the being on the road lifestyle, yeah. the drugs, the alcohol. Oh, she's a troubled lady. It's, it's party time. Yeah. But now with the pandemic, oh. that's taken away. And now your drug abuse and now your alcohol abuse, it's not so cute anymore. Oh, no. You don't have anyone to party with. It gets dark. It fucking gets depressing. Uh, had to check into a mental hospital for eight or nine days. And this is where that from being isolated, the pandemic, the mental hospital, this is where that fucking... You feel it. You feel you it. You feel it. This album is a punch in the gut. Certain songs are way more upsetting and <laughs> brutal than others. Bo- oh, dude. Body? Oh. Jesus Christ. Break out the Kleenex box. Dude. So, like, this, this album is, like, a perfect example of a type of album that I don't care about mm-hmm. a type of music that I don't care about. And uh, on paper, I don't like this, but every song is, is so well-written. She's just an exceptional strong songwriter. And yeah, so it took something that I'm kind of lukewarm to aloof about. And it made it something that I like, Oh 
fuck. Like from, from the moment I put it on, I was like, this is a different album than those, whatever, you know, fill in the blank, whatever uh, singer song or type kind of album you want to put in there. This is a very different album than that. And so, so the, the format is basically for the most part, it alternates between an acoustic piano driven song or acoustic, or acoustic guitar. When I say acoustic piano, uh, solo piano song, and acoustic guitar kind of alternates between the two and mostly very dark and edgy, very samey, except a few deviations like, um, like razor's edge is, is more. Hey, than, yo, uh, uh, Hey, Hey, yo. sorry for sorry. wrestling nerds. I <laughs> Hell <had> to, yeah. <laughs> how to do the razors. Uh, it's, it's more on the, the poppier into your side. It has, like, it gives me a lot of Sebado vibes and like, you know, early nineties kind of indie. Uh, but what, what, what was the song I'm looking for? Uh, I think it's Dancing Man. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's so insanely, she sounds like she's whispering in your ear. It's yeah. like so insanely intimate, so fucking close, but it's gut-wrenching. That yeah. song is, it, oh, God damn, it's a good album. Yeah, uh, I think doing the like minimal takes and, and no overdubs was very smart and you can like feel it. I'm sure it was very scary as a musician to do that yeah but uh it it paid off um sometimes the flaws are what make it yeah i kind of like the more guitar driven stuff like blooms of oblivion the the way the guitar and her voice matches up on that song's great song beautiful and and yeah razor's edge has made me think very like nick drake like playing Mm -hmm. um the way Lingua had an inspiring, depressing quote. I have an inspiring, ah, depressing quote from her, very too. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, she says, I don't know if I'm ever going to be a happy person. And admits she doesn't truly understand what that means. But the experiences have made me feel stronger. I feel more centered, more present. Engine of Hell may document a low, but it's also the start of new. Hopefully more pleasant period. And uh, I, I, don't I, hold your breath, Emma. Sorry. <laughs> and again, I'm just, just me I, And again, I'm just like, fuck. But yeah, yeah, you're right. The, the best art comes from true sorrow. <laughs> and it's, it's like just like it's I feel like it's just this like generational thing of like Yeah, yeah, the world sucks and you kind of just have to it is it's we we were sold a pile of lies yeah. about the american dream and i'm digging a little deeper there but yeah like, well the thing is every generation i think has sold their own specific set of lies sure ours was financial stability if you work hard you yeah will, yeah, yeah that that's not so true all the time true here but it it, you know i mean you need it but you also can't rely on it Mm -hmm. gonna working out for you 100 percent of the time and it's like yeah it's like just getting doused with a fucking bucket of cold water like you just gotta keep doing it i mean it looks like a bucket of cold water yeah (laughs) she looks as miserable as i feel it's perfect uh but that's ultimately why like stuff like this really cuts through even though on on the surface it's just you know a very minimal singer songwriter you know short fairly short record but you feel it in, in there like mm-hmm. there's there's more to it there not just because they're really good songs and written very well but there's always something that makes it through that you can't really put into words or you can't really you can't pinpoint you can't yeah. put on a song like oh there it is right there like it's just a thing it's just a feeling there's certain stuff um there's gonna go back uh uh, uh listener of the show tom uh 
some bitch uh, requested. Uh, oh, Tom Boatman. Hell yeah. Typo negative a while back. Dude is rad. We have, we've, I've learned we have very similar tastes in things, not just in music. But uh, he sent an email. He said that he checked out uh, Caligula per my recommendation recently. And he came he came back with like the same things that I thought. Yeah. This- and he just explained to me what I thought when I heard the album. Yeah. Which is like, that's a thing that you like. That's what that album is. That's what, that's what albums like this have. Like, these have a thing. You can't explain it. It just makes you feel a certain way. And that shit is fucking consistent. Yes. Oh, love it. It's yes. just unspoken. It's art. God damn it. That's what it fucking is. Uh, that's why I'm a, a nerd with this, with this stuff. Listen to it if you want to cry, basically. Is what yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on to something more uplifting. A yeah. song that has a lot of songs about car crashes. This is uh, Idol's Crawler. And yeah, I wasn't expecting a new Idols album. They put an album out last year. Last year. You don't need to come out with a new album, let alone a good album. Tell you what I wasn't expecting, this song. No. It's going to take a while for people to really get the, the full scope of what this song Should is. Should I fast forward a little bit? No. no okay. No, this song okay. is incredible. Um, oh, man. So this is one of the songs that's about being in a car accident and man when he i mean this the singer joe talbot i believe yeah um is always been able to make people feel things yeah but usually they're of joy or when he sings i can sing my i can see my spinal cord swing high gross beautiful vivid he is a fucking force on this album. It's crazy. Um, I think the the I I liked it. I picked I picked it last year, the last album, Ultramano. But I think um, people who didn't could argue maybe that one's a little excessive. Uh-huh. This is this raw. This album. I don't want to talk too much over it, but I like it. Good, good. I'm glad you're back. Good to have you back. <laughs> I like the last one too, but it just didn't make the cut. But this one made the cut. It's so subtle. Yeah. This isn't the, the punky, loud, aggressive. And this isn't every song. No, but no, it is for, an example of like the the range. But the progression, the yeah. fact that they opened it with this is yes. such a fucking genius move. Synth driven. Just which very, is, again, subtle. No drums. It's only going to be tambourine. Similar to, to Ghost Bath, I want to let it hit a certain point because the stuff that the song does are just. I mean, when you get to the. Are you ready for the. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh. My God. And, and if this goes perfectly into the next song, The Wheel, like. Oh, my God. Yeah, what a good one. So gross. No one should ever have to see their own spinal cord. 
Underrated singer too. He never sing sings until moments like this where you hear that. Oh, he he's actually like a good singer. I just like good voice. I think he could. I just like the way he talks too. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's just such a slow build, but you feel it. We're already. We're already in, baby. Yeah. Oh, (sighs) this song is doing things to me right now. Just so you all know. Amazing. Like three, three thirty. I don't care. (laughs) Fuck you guys. This song is awesome. (sighs) All right. All right. Okay, okay, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, uh, I can't believe this wasn't your album of the year. This was... Yeah, I saw it's a lot of people's, and look, I didn't love this on the first few listens. Really? I liked it. I knew it was good. I knew I was going to talk about it, but it's eventually, it, it could have easily been... It, it was up there. Uh-huh. It was up there, and I just... I had to f- fucking pick one and yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was between this and lingua. It yeah. was, I heard this was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like, oh shit. This is like, I like the band a lot. Or I already like the band, but this, I was not expecting them to progress this drastically in one fucking year. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like that song, it, it's like, it's such a upsettingly dark and slow and, and crawly song that appropriately uh, exactly and it leads to this giant fucking thing and then the wheel it sets itself up like it's going to be idols as we know them way heavier than they've ever been yeah it is brutal heavy yeah and all of a sudden you can't fucking call them a punk band anymore like i mean in my definition yeah yeah in in, you know ethics and spirit for sure but what people define as a punk band like that type of song no, this is far beyond. This is advanced. This is intricate. This is brilliant songwriting. The performances are weirdly, weirdly good. Like yes. crazy good. Yes. Everybody's everybody's fucking top notch here. Um and I, I just like the like unpredictability of this album too. Like, you know, you you have that opener, you have the wheel, and then something like when the lights come on, which look, the, I'm I'm kind of grasping at straws here. It's not an 80s new wave song no but there are elements that make me think about it like the synth like on a different part when the drums play the 16th note beats like it's just like like on paper you're you're like this song doesn't belong on this album but it does yeah it has Um, like the the main riff is like a standard punk thing very simple mm -hmm. for for chords kind of thing but the execution is more experimental it's more spacey it's 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 Diff, it, it, yeah, if you're saying it's not those things, but yeah. and and then yeah, the uh, car crash is appropriately titled. It's fucking loud. Yeah. It's abrasive. Uh, the vocals sound metallic at times. It's just really well executed. Yeah. Uh, Beachland Ballroom. Of course, they kind of have a like old timey rock and roll ballad. Um, as fans will know, on Joy is at as an act of rebellion uh they covered that song cry which phenomenal cover but now they have their own they have their own song the beachland ballroom i think is one of the best songs of the year It is 
it's up there with the Ghost Bath song, yeah. and it's up there with the the Lingua song, the closer, as the greatest songs of the year. That because it's again, it sets it up like it's going to be this doo-wop ballad, mm-hmm. and it has that. Even kind of reuses a little bit of the melody of like I forgot which doo-wop song. They're all the fucking same song. Sure, but uh, obviously with 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 Joe's. Did I, his name? Did I just get his name wrong? It's Joe. Yeah. Joe, yeah. Obviously, with his voice, it's so gruff and and honest that him singing like traditional doo-wop lines feels it's, different. It feels way different. I think even when I I was like showing you the band for the first time and I that song Cry, you were like, I would have never like thought that was a cover because the way yeah. the way he sings it is just Yeah. Yeah. And what was it? Um so so, so that song he starts off as a doo-wop thing and then quickly turns into the most cathartic, passionate, and fucking spectacular ballads I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. The, where that song ends up, I just like, this, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. And that's where I was like, it was pain to me not to give this fucking album a year. It's just songs like that. Like, good luck topping that fucking thing. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And then after that, you get Crawl, which is, again, going back to more idols as we know them, but... The fucking vocal hooks on that song, yeah. Incredible. The vocal hooks all over the, the this whole record. I will. I would. I would throw Meds in there with Hell Yes, where like those are the two. If you know Idols, those are the two most like apparent songs. Those are their bread and butter. Yeah, but they're they're really fucking good at like just a drum beat, and you throw in yep guitars here and there squiggly guitars on the side really driving consistent drums and it's like with those two songs meds and and the title track you're like it's weird it's like this is what they do but it's also new yeah it's the same with specifically with meds where you get uh one of the guitarists doing this this weird loose bendy guitar sound where it sounds like he just detuned all of his strings and that's how he's playing it Mm -hmm. where it sounds like they're like they're flopping all over his guitar. Crazy sounds, great textures, interesting, interesting instrumentation. Like the, the production on here is fucking crazy. I think it's the, I think it not only is part of their best album, but like the best produced by far. Um, man, I, I, I didn't like think about where I would rank idols albums, but it's good. And the song that like took me like by surprise is progress. Yep. That is unlike any, even like sodium, which we heard earlier, which I thought was very different. Progress is just like, it's really dark and dreamy and they've, they've never done a song like that before. And it's, it it may be a little overlooked because it's towards the end. But to me, that's, that's one of like the best songs when you when you do something different, you throw yourself out on a limb like that and it's, it's executed amazingly full psychedelia. It is dark and it's sad and it's pulled off. Yes. Better than I could have ever hoped. Yes. Also, I think like, um, you know, joy and positivity was the, the focus of their last two albums where the first one brutalism maybe wasn't. And this is like, just taking everything they've learned and kind of going into a darker place. And I love me some dark, depressing albums. They're yes. all my favorite albums, all of them. Yes. And shocker that this is my favorite idols album. Like yeah. it, it, it just musically it's, it's, it's light years above 
I, I don't even know what who who are their peers and like who are similar. Uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, it's just like because you 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 naturally jump to the punk comparison just because of the heavy British vocals mm. and the fucking the the fast you know upbeat driving nature of all of it. But this is much more. This is so much more, and uh, and like again, I had to like really nitpick at well, why isn't this album of the year? Mm. And it came down to two things. Uh, when the lights come on and car crash back to back, I think hurt the pacing early really? on because when lights come on is a good song, but it's like, all right, it's a little bit slower than I was hoping for. And then car crash, I think is like way, I think it's placed wrong. And then you get the new sensation, which it was, a, which I think should have been track three. It hits mm-hmm. exactly as hard as it, it, it should, should after a song like the wheel. I was like, and then Stockholm syndrome, uh, which I think is, is decent with some awesome moments. It just killed the pacing. That, that is one of the yeah. weaker, yeah, weaker songs. That song alone sure. just like took it out of the running. And mm-hmm. then not to mention the the end, I think is okay, but a weak closer. Uh, so it was really just like a few things that like, well, nitpicky things. Yeah. Basically it lost in a decision yes. against Lingua in a boxing match. Like she just got more points. Yeah. Like, they're both amazing yeah. albums. Yeah. It could have gone to either one of you. She just got a couple more points. Yeah. 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 I just, Less logical for me. I this, but you hate heart wants what it hearts, baby. Heart, and it heart, wants, the it, heart wants what it hearts. It, that's yeah. a new saying. I'm going with that one from it, now on. Yes, fuck um, good vibes and big titty wives. Oh, the yeah. heart <laughs> wants, or the heart hearts. <laughs> the, heart, the heart heart wants what I'm an idiot. All right, <laughs> fucking, we're tired. We've been at this for over two hours. We got one, one more, one more, one more, one more, baby, and it's another. We form like Voltron. Hell both, yeah! Both picks. This is came out. Uh, what was it? November nineteenth. Oh, no. yes. It's the most recent album on our list. Obviously, it's the last one. This is uh, another collab album. Converge and Chelsea Wolf. Blood Moon One. Let me just say. This is credited to Converge and Chelsea Wolf, but the the like real hero on this album is uh, hold on, I'm gonna look up how is t- how to say his last oh, okay. name from Caven and Mutoid Man. Oh, Brodsky? Yes. Stephen Brodsky? Yes. He's on this album? Yes. And he is the hero on this album to me. Interesting. I didn't. Uh-oh. He plays bass on here. He doesn't play guitar, but I there are certain riffs where I'm like, there's no way he didn't write that. Not on this song, right. but yeah. So this is a very good song. It's yeah. exactly what you think it would be, though. Oh yeah, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it really reminded me of the Emma with Thundal and Thou type mm-hmm. of collabs where it's mostly converge, but you got Chelsea Wolf in there. Yes, and I'm glad it's more Chelsea than converge because I'm not a big converge fan, and I do dislike their growls here. It's very. Drooly. I, th- I like them in small doses, like a full converge song where he sounds like a fucking like chihuahua to me. He's this fucking the, the converge- not on this album. This converge I, in general. Well, I think I have words about these some okay. of these vocals, but <clears throat> and this is another one I almost 
It was down to the wire. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, I really wish they weren't opening up for Meshuggah. I don't fucking like Meshuggah. I want to see this. I don't like Meshuggah. That's that's amazing. I don't. Compared to what you actually like, how come? Every song's the same to me. Yeah. Machine Gun. Da-da, da-da, da-da. It's all fucking SOS single. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of telegraphs. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm ready. To- although, although we do get the idea a little bit, these songs are very good, but they uh, are very I, much the same. I I disagree. I think this is. I heard that song. Obviously, it's the opener. I'm like, okay, that's what we're getting. And then it's then at a certain point, it started surprising me a little. There are some true amazing moments here. There's I like this album a lot. There's some carnival music on here. Oh, is and there? that's that's why I'm like Brodins. Brodsky. Brodsky is like, I'm like, those are fucking mutoid, man. Yeah. Guitar riffs. So like, um, coil, I, the second song I like called coil for the year. Coil. Uh, I think it's my favorite song on the album. Very yeah. Danny Elfman. Like it's a fucking amazing song, dude. It's so good. Very diverse. Fucking flower moon is the creepy carnival music, but it's not like gimmicky or cheesy. It's, it's like sincere carnival music, sincere carnival music. Yes. I love it. Um, you get to like tongues playing where <clears throat> for some reason there's riffs on there that made me think about like Metallica or sorry, Metallica. I like Metallica man. <laughs> I, I mashed two bands. There's like riffs on there. That's like very Metallica. There's riffs that sound like Mutoid Man, which maybe is this a coincidence because he only played bass. Maybe he did wrote these. And oh, man, at those three songs, I was just like, I'm fucking I'm fucking in. I I love this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I was mentioning that the, the converged vocals and th- I they're drooly. They, mm. they, they feel like when I hear them, I imagine him as a giant blob monster falling all over the blah, blah, like Tasmanian devil. That's what I imagine singing. Oh, these he's, songs. A, he's a very skinny, frail man, but he slobbers. I can I hear uh, it. I hear him slobbering. Uh, that's like the different types of harsh vocals. Like you get the slobberers like mm-hmm. this and you get the ones like in Screamo that enunciate too much. Mm. It's like I'm more of a fan of a, a long drown. Like a, like a long, sure. just black metal. Ugh. That's my thing. But yeah. the, aside from that, most it's mostly Chelsea singing these songs, which yes. is, I mean, obviously the, we love her, but the one song I, that is just a smattering of conversion. I kind of wish it went back and forth because it's like, just the opening is a uh, viscera of men. It's full doom, full sludge. But like love that it. opening is very punk. It's very fast. Mm. And I kind of wish they went back and forth on it. Still. I love, I love that song. I think it's great. Um, another fucking, Failure forever. Oh, oh, that's like the that's like the most regular sounding thing here by far. Regular, I, yeah. I just like, man, like this is like heavy shit with great melodies you can scream over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the poppiest. I, I wouldn't call it poppy, but yeah. compared to the rest, yeah. And then, um, fucking Scorpion Sting. Oh, is, dude. Oh, I'm using this lightly. More on the mellow side, but. 
compared to the metal doom and gloom this feels more like um, it's bluesier yes it's it, bluesy without without being it, blues it feels more reflective and it's still dark but it's not like what we played for you yeah in the, in oh the yeah beginning um uh, and there's like i i don't i'm sure it's like a keyboard sample thing but these things that sound like flutes i don't know what the fuck oh. is. don't get on my case <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh I think, well, I think it's, uh, it reminds me a lot of, of Scorpion's team, but the closer, it's like <clears throat> goth Western dirge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a good, that's a better way to describe it than what I just did. I, I love that. I love that shit. It's like, yeah, all these songs basically kind of have the same tone. It's all very dark and mm-hmm. evil, but it's fucking beautiful. It's fucking yes. beautiful. Yes. I hope there is a part two. Don't, uh, don't shrine builder me on oh, this one. I know. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, that's. I wasn't expecting this. This. I mean, I never listened to Converge anyway. But then again, Chelsea Chelsea Wolf just kind of collabs with anybody that'll that'll fucking give it the time of day. Yeah, I'm not. A f- I mean, it's weird because a lot of bands I like they like like Converge. I think I've seen Converge live like four or five times. It's fucking. I never care for it. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I knew I knew Chelsea would would bring this song home for me and it's a it's a light touch like it's mostly just her singing over stuff but because there are songs where she doesn't sing yeah where yeah. i think steve's singing so. the, the same thing with with uh with like the the ever thrown on that one mm-hmm. where it's like it's a light touch and i think that's the right touch because mm-hmm. uh i mean you get songs like coil which sound more like chelsea wolf which i fucking it's my favorite song in the album mm-hmm. i just like her more i guess but or or another one like a, a Crimson Stone. It's more Chelsea than Convert. Yeah. But for the most part, it's Converge with a with a dash of pretty on top. They're yeah. Like, it, it's it's the right amount. Yes. And then yeah, I like like I said, he's not built in here, but Steve is is in here, and I just think he's a, a great great songwriter. That dude is like he probably everywhere. he probably pushed this album over into contention for me. Like I. I'm sure it would still be a, a phenomenal album if he wasn't on it, but he gave it that that extra oomph. So I I never really listened to Metroid Man, and I never really actively sought out Stephen Brodsky stuff. But just thinking right now, like a couple of years ago in a 2018 episode, uh, Marissa Nadler and Stephen Brodsky yeah. collab album I, that was on my list. I was like, this is yeah. really fucking good. Marissa Nadler released an album this year that I did not like at all. Okay. And he wasn't on it. He was not on that. Yeah. Maybe I just like Stephen Brodsky. <laughs> Dude, did you hear that two minutes to late night cover of Bjork's hyper ballad? No, no. Fucking amazing. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> amazing. Like, I love that song so much. Like, I already liked it, but then they like made it metal. Mm. nice nice and i think we're i think we're done i think how oh my god i'm afraid to look at how long this episode is oh i feel like it's possibly the longest one we've ever done mm. but it's okay because we just we talked about a lot of things that people want to hear about <laughs> probably if you're still with us <laughs> bless your heart oh there's got to be someone thank you that you uh, i feel like connie's still here maybe yeah. maybe john abel Hell yeah. Maybe remedial math rock. We're just going to name all these all random the people, ass accounts and all people that. <laughs> yeah, all the random people I talk to. And everyone who emails me for sure. Uh, thank you all. Uh, thank you so much for listening and watching. This has been a 
exhausting on oh, my voice and our voices i imagine episode i have to but, pee so bad oh yeah but uh if you want to quick we, we we don't need to recap we talk well, th- this are one these are one king woman celestial blues fucking listen to that and of course so to get ready lingua ignota you saw it coming a mile away listen to it please uh yeah sub- subscribe support fucking comment leave share leave uh i don't know Night. comments leave tell, more comments leave tell extra your fucking comments. friends please <laughs> if we're dying here we're starving it's christmas please it's not christmas anymore but please uh and happy new year or whatever uh if you want to you really follow me on all the social media you can do that at pander monkey you can follow alex on instagram at mother puncture of course patreon.com slash every album ever if you want to really support us early access certain epi- access to loose ends episodes rather Bunch of bonus episodes, twenty uh, percent off all merch, and of course, tier two gets to jump the line when requesting an artist for us. You know how it is. Uh, playlist on all the albums that we talked about this episode. You find a link in the description, along with all the other plays that we do. Everyalbumever.com. Yada yada yada. Uh, uh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm running through these fucking plugs. I'm exhausted. Okay, uh, what are we ending with? I mean, we. Last year, I I think we ended it with a pick off my album of the year. I think I uh, just naturally toss it over. I was so, I was yeah, I was just so pleasant. Like wow, and you had a few of those picks this year too. Yeah, it's like wow. I was going to suggest a bit of a a bit of a compromise here, and we uh we end it with some Beachland. Beachland. I think that oh. satisfies both of both of our needs. Not even on our album of the year. But hey, who fucking cares? Yeah. One of the best songs of the year. Yeah. Why the hell? Fuck yeah. Like we said, a lot of these albums, just a hair. It, it could have gone either way, people. Hell yeah. So this is the Beachland Ballroom from Idols Crawler. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. See ya.
pray.